Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and joined by my regular co-hosts, Mister, Mister Ben Errington, and Mister Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, I am very good, thank you. How are you guys? Good, good, good. It's a bit sniffly today for some reason. Um, I think I'm having an allergic reaction to the film I watched yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> not this film having some kind of reaction to it <laughs> yeah. an allergic reaction to a film have you ever had like just a allergic reaction like to a film yeah. where you're just like i oh, really am not enjoying this i'm swelling up in all the wrong places i got really <laughs> ill towards the end of the last the last paranormal activity have you guys seen the whole series is the last one nope the ghost dimension it's got like a skateboarding ghost or something like that <gasps> I don't even remember what it's called it's now. It's a really good the, skateboarding game. There's the one where it like completely grind, changes like and becomes like a kid in an apartment block for a bit. And then there's one more where literally Toby, the big god demon man, he literally turns up at the end. But the last bit is a wacky first person bit. And I can't remember now whether I was getting a bit cold and fluey when we went to see it or whether I was hungover when we went to see it. But I'm never usually, like, you know... I, play video games i you know i've never really got motion sickness in a film before yeah. but i genuinely had to i genuinely had to leave the room and go to the toilet because i thought i was going to be sick i was like oh that's weird Shunder. yeah but yeah at the least next, it wasn't dislike in the film fine. at least you didn't, didn't have to go to the toilet for the other end because that's you know yeah embarrassing i've 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 had that before when i watched <laughs> when i watched the nightmare on elm street remake that's a different type of reaction yeah, but is this with uh, Rorschach in it? Yeah, that's with, it. with uh, Jackie O'Haley in it. Yeah, with yeah. big old Rorschach. I don't know what happened, but probably about ten minutes in, I was like, I definitely need to go to the toilet, and it was pretty much non-stop. Oh, so no. that, that, oh, that's re- representative of the film being a shower of shit. Or... <laughs> Freddie, Freddie got you right in the guts. <laughs> yeah, so, right in know, the guts. Horror hangout community. If you've ever had sickness and/or diarrhea, text in. Is that <laughs> is that what's happened? 
Did, were you going to say an example of that then, Luke, that you've had an allergic reaction to a film? Uh, no. I, I mean, um, so a fan destination for free, that's the one on the, the theme park, right? With the roller coaster yeah, at start. That's the roller coaster one, yeah. Got very drunk and then went to see that and we sat right in the front row. And oh, drunk. I remember the, the, the roller coaster moving around on the screen was making me feel really not good. Um, but I, I didn't, didn't throw up, held it all in. I definitely, definitely wanted to leave the cinema though. Persevered. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. That's impressive. I'm impressed. Thanks. Uh, mentioning Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm going to mention a brief Nightmare on Elm Street themed discussion I had over the weekend because it was, it was quite amusing for me. So my six-year-old nephew somehow knows who Freddy Krueger is um, or he's seen him in some capacity. I don't know if it's on YouTube or His what. His dreams. Yeah, it's very simple. <laughs> I, well, I just, first thing I said, I said, were you awake when this happened? And he was like, basically, he asked me to explain Freddy Krueger to him. So in my best uncle way, without trying to scar him for life, because he's six years old, I explained who Freddy Krueger is, uh, his origins and, you know, what he does. And while I was telling him, I was trying to leave out all the really scary details because, you know, I didn't want him to A, get scared, B, be freaked out or C, think Freddy was going to come for him. But while it's I was okay telling him, to say bitch all the time. You don't want him to go away thinking that. Oh, I you start singing the song. <laughs> when I was telling him, well, um, we, did, we did Google the song and have a little listen on YouTube as well, just so he, you know, if he heard it, he knew to run. Um, but I sort of explained, <laughs> oh, he was a bad man. He did some bad things. Obviously, all fictional, making sure. I'm <laughs> but so you made sure you him, put that in there. It's a bad man. Telling him it's <laughs> fictional. And my mum must have overheard while I was telling. So she comes over and starts trying to chime in with a few different details. And, it, and when I said, oh, yeah, he was a bad man, he did some mad, bad things. My mum literally said, and he kills kids. <laughs> and I was just like, why are you, why is that the detail that you're, you're deciding to bring to the table? Well, you're did, not helping. Uh, how did he take it? He was just, he just had a look on his face where he's just like really quite fascinated, I think. So I think okay. hip, both yeah. of my nephews are getting there. They've heard of like Pennywise and now um, Freddy Krueger through what else? I'm not sure how they've heard it. They both play Fortnite. Are there like horror characters in that? Uh, yeah, probably through games. I bet there's a, a Freddy Krueger yeah. skin. And, and they've played, not, not through my choice, but they've played Mortal Kombat. So they've obviously seen Freddy's some. in that. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. That, that in might that. be it, actually. You know what? That might be it. So they've seen some horror, but they're getting to the age where they're like, oh, horror movies. Can we watch horror movies? And my 13 year old sister, no, she's 14 now, is kind of like starting to watch horror movies as well. So we'll keep them on the, we'll keep them on the straight and narrow. We'll make sure they become horror fans. Don't want it's them interesting a... because you kind of want to. I mean, my experience was I got kind of traumatized as a kid from watching scary movies, but I think that made me a horror movie fan. So yeah. you kind of want to push them a Same little bit, here, but yeah. not over the edge where they're never yeah. going to sleep for it. <laughs> Yeah. I it's think... okay for you though because it's your nephew so he doesn't live at your house so <laughs> oh, exactly, if you have nightmares yeah. it's not going to be you that has to deal with it my, my daughter who's, who's obviously older she's 11 years old but she is definitely at the stage where she's not ready for horror because she gets quite you scared your daughter was 14 i think you, you said your daughter's a different age every time sister said. sister oh. i said <laughs> i think i said that anyway my okay. sister's 14 um my daughter's right. 11, but yeah, she recently got scared at, I'm just outing her on a podcast now, but she got scared of um, Jurassic Park, uh, Camp Cretaceous, like the animated show. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's she was scary, a bit scared. She said, need to turn this off. Uh, and we also watched... was our real though, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we also watched um, Monster Squad probably about a year ago, and she was not a fan. Yeah. As soon as the werewolf, as soon as the werewolf turned up, she was like, that's enough. It's bedtime. Yeah. 
yeah. you've got to be you got to be careful with these things i still remember an occasion when um we a friend of mine and i were we were looking after his younger cousins so we were like uh, like mid to late teens and there they were like maybe maybe pushing 10 like 9 10 something like that the sister had gone to bed she was slightly younger and the little boy was like oh i'm gonna stay up and watch you we watched starship troopers um yeah uh and a couple of weeks later his aunt and uncle were called into the school when uh, he'd been drawing like people being torn apart by like big arachnid monsters yeah in um <laughs> you know like army men being torn apart by big big bugs and like yeah, we think he's quite... Just, no, it's all right. He's just been shown terrible oh, films by all four relatives. He comes home one day with an origami Le Marchand puzzle box from Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> Pick one. Is doing that thing where you do the... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. What's your favourite colour? <laughs> red. Ah, red. <laughs> Hooks. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open up the little thing. <laughs> Someone photoshopped just instead of the cube, place. one of those just one of those paper origamis in his hands. <laughs> you chose orange, we came. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, Pinhead, settle down. Wasn't that exciting? Hey, uh speaking, this is an amazing segue. Speaking of Hellraiser and Origami, uh there's gonna be a Hellraiser. They're, they're filming the new one at the minute. I've heard it's going to be beautiful and bloody. I hear that's the yeah. that's what they've committed to. It's also playing at the cinema at the minute. We're going to go watch it on Friday. Oh, um, I guess is it an anniversary sort of time? Thirty-five years old or something like that. It's yeah. I think I put. I think I did a tweet about it the other day. Is it like 38, 40? It's like a big. It's a big number. You'll turn to dust reading it. But wow, eighty. It came out eighties. Yeah. Eighties was eighty-seven. 80-something. Yeah, I think Aliens is celebrating one as well because I think that's on at our local cinema next from mm. next week. So that's yeah. going to be 86, so what? 20? No, what? 35. 35 years! Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> the, the guys I'm going with haven't <gasps> seen Hellraiser <laughs> yeah. before, so I'm not too sure how it's going to go down because, I mean, it's a classic, but I mean, does it, does it hold up as a fresh viewing today? I'm, I have no idea. Hmm. Good question. That was one of the the VHS covers that I was severely scared of. Hellraiser, old pinhead. Yeah, yeah. Just like have have a little look at the VHS cover. Know that I'm n- never gonna watch it. Well, not as a kid. Yeah. No thanks. Doug Bradley's birthday recently as well. I saw that was on on the socials. Yeah. Celebrating his he? like celebrating his birthday. What was it? Eighty? Was it eighty? Have I just absolutely aged? Isn't that He's never eighty. Is I, he? I think I think he might. I mean, I know Clive Barker's a lot older than because when Clive Barker was was big and Hellraiser was out, he looks quite young. Like he looks like quite a handsome late twenties or something. But I, I remember reading that he was like mid forties or something like that. He, he was much older, much further along than we uh, than we thought. And I think he's in his eighties or something now. It's getting on. I've never oh, seen well, a picture I've of him, abs- so just a timeless figure. I've ruined Doug Bradley. He's 67. <laughs> <laughs> well, after absolutely... a certain age, it's, it's over the cliff, isn't it? Who knows? Yeah. It's all, and it's I, I never really one. know what he looks like because he's always got pens, his bloody ad. Eddie. Clive Barker's 68. <laughs> oh. So, is it, is it 70? <laughs> so neither of them are 80, then. That's okay. Hey, the 60, there's an eight in the. In the yeah, that's in the true. Yeah. That's what I meant. Close, yeah, that's what I meant. 
literally yeah. looking at it from a mirror like Candyman. <laughs> oh, it's the eight. But, uh, is there any other horror news that we should mention? Anyone, any other horror royalty we should offend in any way? <laughs> Say they're 80. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we're done for, for that. I don't think we want to do it again. Um, there was a trailer for a new Netflix slasher called There's Someone Inside Your House, uh, where the killer apparently wears masks that look like his victims. Which is well, the person he's about to kill, or the person he's just killed. The person he's about to kill, I guess. I guess that's what it is. But if it's the person he just killed, that's also kind of weird. Or the he's person going to sneak in next. doing that. If I see myself I in the house, I'll be like, "I'm already yeah. here. I'm not tricked." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's based on a novel, I believe. Uh, a high school senior and the rest of her new school's graduating class are being targeted by a mass killer intent on exposing their darkest secrets to the world. And killing them. And killing them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty worse. Yeah. I'm going to expose your darkest secrets. Yeah, go on then. You Google and then search I'm gonna history. Oh, and I'm going to no. stay in face. <laughs> in many ways, that makes the that makes the darkest secrets seem less traumatic. Oh, no, not my darkest secret. Oh, okay, you're going to stab me be... as well. That, like... <laughs> have them all. Doesn't have all, so, doesn't, have all my dark so, secrets. Doesn't seem so bad now. Yeah. So this is obviously just a modern, the modern horror, a uh, modern slasher. Sorry, which obviously are getting quite a lot of traction on Netflix this year. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't know whether it's you know looks half decent or whether it's another another Riverdale. Sorry, Luke, I know you're right with Riverdale, now, aren't you? I You've mean, made up with me and Riverdale. Riverdale. Cool, man. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's that. I also found out. Found out. I also read. That Eli Roth is bringing a horror anthology series called The Haunted Museum to Discovery Plus this Halloween. Um, each Discovery episode tells, Plus. yeah, I think that's just another. So um, is it is it a documentary series that he's bringing to it about a haunted museum? Well, so I think each episode tells frightening tales inspired by some of the most terrifying cursed artifacts on display at a haunted museum in Las Vegas. So there's going to be obviously some truth to the items, I guess, but the stories are going to go alongside them. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes sense. So he's going to be Eli sitting in a lovely high-backed armchair at the beginning. So yeah. You like this object, do you? never guess what actually happened with this object. There we that go. fact or fiction with the guy from Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made that up. It's false. Never happened. <laughs> oh, great. I believed it. Um, apart from that... Well, there's a, couple, there's a couple of images from the new Guillermo del Toro movie, which is called Nightmare Alley starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett and Willem Dafoe but from reading about it it doesn't sound so much like a horror more like a noir thriller apparently um what was this what was Guillermo del Toro's last movie was it Crimson was, Peak maybe was it was it Crimson Peak no no it was um Shape, Shape of Water was that have, we, have we done Crimson Peak no, no I don't think so maybe that's I have a no very, idea very good gothic horror that, we, yeah. that probably doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Uh, yeah, Shape of Water was the last one, 2017. Nightmare Alley. And then also he's making Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, he did the Troll Hunter stuff, didn't he? Which I think was all the uh, um, animated stuff on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's that, really. How do you feel about another Disney you know, reimagining of, their, of, of a classic? Then I know you've seen a few of them. I haven't seen any. Isn't this meant to, be, meant to be a more of a horror take on Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. To be fair, Pinocchio's got so many freaky occurrences yeah, anyway. It's got those horrid men that turn boys into donkeys. And... 
Yeah. Send them off to work in the mines or ki- or kill them. That's no good. There's loads of mad shit going on in Pinocchio, so you know, let's see, let's see a gothic horror version of that. Why not? I don't know if is this like a, the official Disney live action movie, I don't or is know. it one of those things that's like it's not a reimagine of the Disney's version of Pinocchio? Is it you know the book of Pinocchio that is now in the public domain, like the Jungle Book, so you can do whatever uh, yeah, you want with it? Effectively. What like the like the Amazon Prime Cinderella, which is new out now, and every single clip snippet or any image I've seen from it makes my blood curdle. Oh, so I, maybe... first, I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, James Acaster's in this. He's very funny, but he's in it with James Corden. So I was like, oh, yeah, that spark of hope dashed, oh, dashed into, looks, the, into the cold earth. It looks um, mind. Well, it, it made me shudder and not in a, I'm scared of it way, but in a like, oh God, imagine like being locked in a room and I'm being forced to watch it. So you're going to go and see he's, he's all that instead. Oh yeah, I did hear about this actually. He's all that. So basically, just a gender swapped version of she's all that. Yeah. Yeah, she's all that. Yeah. I'm all over that. It's got Matthew would... Lillard in it. I'm all over it. Well, now double. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Has anybody seen anything of note other than this week's was, movie? movie? Was there anything? Was there anything horror centric in the? recent playstation lineup we already covered alan wake yeah that had think... been announced early hadn't it but there's been more trailers for that now i think it was just the trailer for alan wake that so i think last week we covered the announcement yeah, but this now week, there's a trailer but there's, there's nothing else horror horror centric is that there's just spidermans no. and wolverines and stuff spidermans and wolverines and gods of wars that's pretty much it i think yeah. i don't think anything else nothing else spooky was going on we've had a resident evil you know there was a moment yeah. where I thought, is this a, tr- could this be Silent Hill? But it was like a, a Radiohead interactive, <laughs> interactive game and experience. <laughs> make, like, my, like, make my video with Radiohead, like the Marky Mark version on what, Mega CD, <laughs> or was that Saturn? <laughs> oh my God. I'm laughing, but I only slightly know what you mean. <laughs> Marky Mark. Yeah, it was a real thing. I think what it was on guy. the Mega CD. You, de- you definitely had it, right? No, I never had a Mega CD. But if you did, not that, not that privileged. But if you did, you would definitely have. Oh yeah, absolutely, huge Marky Mark fan. Well, what else did you watch on the train? Um, so I yeah had a long train journey recently. So much like when I used to go on plane journeys and just binge load of films, watched a couple as we went. So um, how long was um, the train journey? Um, it went eight hours. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a replacement bus service made a bit of it a bit longer on the way down. Um, but actually, once you get to Edinburgh, Edinburgh to Scotland, uh, Edinburgh to London is about like, four and a half hours. So it's okay. not too bad. Yeah. It's not too bad at all. Um, so I watched uh, Brightburn, which I had not mm. seen yet. Um, that was good. I enjoyed it. I think you guys have done an episode on it. Do you remember what you thought of it? I... Oh, good question. Remember that we did an episode on it. I think I was mid middling on it, C or yeah. something. C yeah, I think I was. I think it was fair. It's an interesting mm-hmm. take on it, but it has a bit of the issue where there's just no agency to the character sometimes and thing. But yeah, it was visually, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and like yeah. that, that kid was a real piece of shit. Like he's bad. And um, another one of the like Elizabeth Banks again after we'd seen her just last week in Southern. So yeah, oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then I watched horror adjacent superhero movie. I finally got around to watching New Mutants. 
Um, I've not seen that one. Is it fantastic? No, it's not fantastic. But <sighs> at the same time, I don't think it deserved to get quite as slammed as it did. Like, it's got some interesting things in it. It also has some things which just don't make sense that they were maybe put in a bit visually, but it's a little bit sparse for it to really work. And they clearly gave up on it at some point because it pseudo leans into some into something like with, with the spoilers for New Mutants for the one person <laughs> that cares. But it mentions the Essex Foundation, so it gives you a little tease uh, that maybe yeah. there's a Mister Sinister thing in there, but it never really builds into anything else. It can't really overtly mention that it's linked to the X Men, which is a shame because the um, you know the New Mutants was uh, is a good comic and it covers some really iconic moments of those characters. They made it uh, a little bit less tasteful by making um, magic. You know, some of her dialogue's a bit probo. She's a bit of a... And I know you're not meant to like her at the start, but it's like, you can do it in a more creative way than making her kind of a bit racist. Um, but yeah. Like, I remember it being like tonally a bit all over the place. Like it kind of wanted to be a horror film at times, but then it never fully committed. Yeah. You could have leaned yeah. into that horror a little more and I think it mm. would have been would have been good and maybe leaned off a bit on the exposition. You know, you don't need to do a this is the origin of my power, literally sitting down and talking about it. Um, yeah. But, you know, from Claremont era X-Men, which is exactly how you explain powers back then, so maybe it's very true to the source material, um, you know, in the style of X-Men comics at the time. But, yeah, again, it was fine. And then um, I watched the animated Mortal Kombat, you know, the Scorpion's Revenge. Mm -hmm. You know what? Cool. You know, it's a... Yeah, it's it's out there. It's bonkers. It's ridiculous. It's what Mortal Kombat probably is. Is it better probably. or worse than the live action? Better movie? than the movie by like infinite. What times. about the old one? No, nothing's better than that. It's the greatest <laughs> movie ever made. That and Schindler's List. Better than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, has anyone got the gravitas of Shang Tsung? Can you quote um, anything that Schindler says in that film? It's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't say a treasure are these uh, moments like Kano <laughs> when he's ripping him <laughs> off he spits hello baby <laughs> yeah do you know the actor who played Kano I don't think he is Australian but then for every other acting role he had after that put on an Australian accent because people had thought he was Kano and, that, and, that's, and that's why yeah. Kano I don't think Kano was meant to be Australian <laughs> to start with and he became Australian off the back of that performance of that man, it works. Um, that guy, uh, I think he passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, he's um, not alive anymore, unfortunately. That's uh, some sort of drug drug issue, I believe, or some, or some of some sort. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> the yeah, sold, maybe, a, maybe a maybe a soldier <laughs> defeated him in Mortal Kombat. For all yeah. we know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So Mortal Kombat, that was the best one of the three, was I, it? I think I think Mortal Kombat is the one I would be most likely to watch. Again, because it, it's very pacey, it's very quick. Um, and, you know, visually they do a lot of cool stuff with it. It's what I would like to have seen from the from the live action, probably impossible to obtain without being the most expensive movie ever. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ben? Did you, did you, sorry, and is that all of them? Or did no, you sneak that's, me, that's me all done apart from the movie of the week. What about you, Ben? What um, do you watch? <clears throat> so... I saw the Escape Room sequel. 
escape room tournament of champions where as you can imagine winners of all the previous escape rooms uh well that one other time (laughs) well no apparently there's been like oh it's been going on all over the place but basically all the winners get together for a tournament of champions to see who is the best at escaping the rooms um (laughs) oh my god if you suspend your disbelief for this film and then suspend it some more and then spend it even more and then maybe watch the film on mute because basically the whole <laughs> film is just people looking at things and then saying what they are also right the, the odds are against you in these escape rooms you're minutes from death at any given moment everyone yeah. is so keen to solve the escape rooms as quick as possible everyone's got so much energy and like vigor and everyone's like oh we got to do this it's over here we got to do this we got to do this i feel like i'd just be like oh give up also, <laughs> i give up it's on the so flip ridiculous. side like the, the people designing the escape rooms there has to be a level of play testing to see how difficult or easy these things are so they could i mean how do you play test that like you have to do it in a live yeah. environment whoops yeah made that one a bit odd everyone's yeah. dead <laughs> there is it's i mean it's they're, they're too difficult and like the they work out yeah it's just it's just so silly like it's not yeah i don't know what else to say very silly um i couldn't I, it was so hard to enjoy because it was it, it didn't feel like a film it didn't feel like it had a narrative it was just yeah you're in this room now you're in another room and now this room and then this is happening and this is the reason why and this is actually the truth here's the twist oh god you got no time to really if you've got a time limit to escape the room in the tournament of champions no less yeah, do you yeah. um do you have time to like really build up the characters and do I, I was never made I was never made to feel like any of these characters apart from the ones we saw in the first movie had somehow survived their escape rooms nothing showed me that they were I don't know like I liked some of the escape rooms in the first one I just didn't like I especially yeah. did not like how it ended yeah um, well, I think we we described it as it shit the bed um it yeah. shit the bed and this film just kind of like lies in that shit for the whole <laughs> constant right oh, the whole running the, the whole running angels. time yeah doesn't clear it up for anyone um that's yeah. it um and apart from that i did see the first two episodes of the adaptation of why the last man um mm. which is on hulu now i believe um but from what i've seen so far really really promising now i know like early oh, series good. early episodes of these sort of big post-apocalyptic i'm just i'm I guess i'm just saying the stand uh, early episodes of stuff like this can be quite promising and they do kind of start to lose momentum but a lot of very interesting characters um a lot of stuff from the comics which is sort of the same but other stuff which is other stuff that's much further down the line in the comic is already present here so it's just it's just really with, interesting with the things coming in earlier you does that worry you or is that satisfying I have think they needs... said how long they're going to do it are they going to is the intention that they make it quite a tight series and they just i do believe it? there's only six episodes okay so and it's and the cast is great um i get the lead actor i don't recognize and he's ben schnetzer um but we've got like diane lane isn't it and uh a few other actresses that i recognize basically but Every character so far is really, really interesting, and what they're doing with it is pretty great. So, I've been looking forward uh, to it. I think I said a few weeks ago when we first mentioned it was coming up, like, Why the Last Man is in a sweet spot for me that I've 
read the comic, enjoyed it immensely, but I've read it so long ago now yeah, that I same. only really remember the very major plot points, like individual pieces of it. I have definitely mm. forgotten, so I will be surprised by things as they come along. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm really keen to watch more of it, you know, so I've only seen the first two episodes, but I've got another episode to watch. So I think when a show grips you like that and you do want to go and immediately watch the next episode, that's always promising. So uh, how's the um, how's the monkey actor? Is it a uh, a real I monkey pre- or, a, or a computer monkey? I'm not Spike from Ace Ventura. They got that, <laughs> they got that one and everything. It could be. Oh, it I don't know, Luke. I might have some bad news for you. I'm not sure how long those monkeys live. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, there's definitely some CGI going on. Um, I don't know how much of it is CGI, but to be uh, fair, the it's... monkey the monkey hasn't featured all that much so far. It's just uh, hmm. I mean we live in a different time to when you know old Ross from Friends could just chip around with one thing. Should he really should you really use like like monkey actors anymore? Was know. that monkey actor the same monkey from Ace Ventura and the same monkey from like Outbreak? Monkey Shines? Monkey Shines. The best monkey ape, the monkey, the best monkey movie. And I'm only saying that because in Congo they're apes, which are not monkeys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, um, yeah. But apart apart from that. That's pretty much that's pretty much it. Oh, I watched the Bob Ross documentary on Netflix, which is interesting. I was kind of worried it was going to possibly be a character assassination, which is going to make me sad. But but no, it turns out Bob Ross is mostly, I'd say, mostly. Obviously, this is a documentary, and however the film filmmakers want to portray him, they will. Um, mostly a good bloke, I think. Mostly a very nice, oh, good. good bloke, and quite tragic how he died. But it's kind of like. The documentary is about capitalism and how his mm. name is and the business that he sort of grew is just owned by not his family, just some other people. Just by some wrongins. Um, just by yeah. some wrongins, yeah. Someone, a woman who was like his business partner, and in the 80s, she's an old woman. She's got grey hair or white hair, and she's a little old lady. She's still alive now and she looks the same. What is the going on? Boss Rob. Her she name. the boss job. She's the... <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what she did. She went, "You're good at painting, you are." Yeah, let me have all your money. And he's all your money. Maybe she's one of those characters though that is just always been old, but then it gets to be the same age rages like um, Morgan Morgan Freeman, Christopher Lloyd. Like he was an old man (laughs) in 1980s, and he doesn't look. If you see, they did a recent picture, didn't they, with him and Michael J. Fox together? And I was like. He's still old pretty man. much the same. Like, yeah, you look like you've aged five years since like 1982 or whatever. Yeah, what's yeah. going on there? How did you get to that point where you looked old and now you've aged I'm done now. so slowly? Did he just go grey like at 21 and then just go through? Now, see, there you go. There's a celebrity I would, I would accept his 80. <laughs> yeah. Um... I- how old is he? Have a guess. Oh, um, 67. No. <laughs> 83. 82. Oh, oh so close. Very close. Uh, what about you, Luke? Have you seen anything? Just a couple of bits. Been watching Doom Patrol some more, which is actually quite good. Uh, not as good as the comics, but uh, good. Uh, I also watched Shang-Chi. Uh, nice. Sort of, uh, I was at the, <clears throat> I was in the area, and I was like, I kind of want to watch this film. 
I just kind of wandered into the Shang-Chi screening. Did he pay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was completely okay. It was all right. It's actually quite fun. Um, if you don't think of it as a Marvel movie, if you think of it as its own thing, that's when it's its most fun with the, the, the Kung Fu action stuff is, is actually really good. And I quite liked all the fantasy stuff. Also, don't tell Cat this, but you know, um, have you seen Shang-Chi? Not yet. Okay, well, there's, there's uh, a Liverpudlian person in there. Reminded me way too much of my future mother-in-law. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they spoke in exactly the same way and said very similarly dumb things. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> a Liverpudlian character, but did you say mother-in-law? Future mother-in-law, yeah. Future mother-in-law, but the character you're referring to is male. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, it's just that the the, just the way they presented the themselves, the way they okay, okay, the, the things they said. There's a bit they talk about Planet of the Apes. I was like, she would have said that. That's exactly <laughs> the kind of thing she would have said. How did get? Oh yeah, well, how did it get those apes to act like that? <laughs> I still don't really understand it. It's it's really, it's quite funny actually. Andy. Um, <laughs> I'm it, looking forward to seeing it. I might go this weekend and see. Just get a bit uh, Dragon Ball Z at the end. Not that I'm complaining, but it, it gets yeah. a bit wild. Have we ever if talked I... about that? Were you, were you guys into Dragon Ball Z in the day? Mm, I was. I used to love watching hours and hours of people powering up and thinking about stuff. <laughs> I used to. I used to love. <laughs> I love the way that time works in Dragon Ball Z, where literally this the a fight will be basically an entire so like an hour of real time has passed in about what about 10 hours worth of show and then after the fight ends the next episode will be like 10 years later and it's like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i used to love dragon ball z um i think it, it for did most work, of my friends the cell, the cell saga was like the ones that a lot of people i know run into but i really liked the i really liked the margin booster that it was great that's when i kind of dropped off i was uh i was in it deep during the freezer saga and the earlier stuff. Uh, Peggy Mitchell herself. Yeah. Um, what else? I also watched um, Stuck on the Made. I was kind of, I was on going for Arrow Player, Amazon Prime, Netflix, thinking, what am I? I need to watch something new. I need to come, like, need to keep seeing new things and filling my mind with new experiences. I need to put The Matrix back on. And it's like one of the best <laughs> movies. It's just so good. Like, I don't know what it is. It's when I watch that movie now, I feel like everything is so carefully selected, so carefully placed and put together to make an, a, a really perfect little film. And I feel like our films as good as they used to be. I don't know. I haven't like, seen The Matrix for many, many years. I know we've been doing some predicting late, recently, but I know we're all excited for the new Matrix. Like when I say we, I mean most of the world. Yeah. Um, are we going to be excited enough that the duster makes a comeback? That the walk makes come. The back. duster, you know, the big long leather jacket. The duster. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Bury me in the duster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he doesn't wear it in the trailer, does he? We don't see him in it at all, do we? Oh, oh I'm not gonna. So. I'm when so. that film comes out, I'm not gonna starve if he doesn't have a duster. Oh, he's got. To, he's got. To the do only it. thing. The only thing I'm say I've not seen the Matrix in full. I've seen clips of it um, going back, and you're right. It's a very tight movie. The only thing. I don't think holds up quite so much when you watch back as it is whenever anyone uses a phone. All the, the oh, it's yeah. the phones and the sunglasses in the Matrix. I'm like, oh, when this was out, they were future phones. Now, you mean like the sunglasses 
that don't have ear bits. Like the Morpheus sun, is the, just sun, like... the, the sunglasses oh, yeah, they clip on ear bits. And yeah, just any time they use a phone. I'm you got pretty like sure. a magnetized there some, head. There are some flip phones, right? They're made, yeah, they're made, to, me- maybe I mean, they're made yeah. to measure, so it's like just a little bit of a pinch on your temples. Yeah, but it's it's 1999, isn't it? It's like that's the it's always 1999. I think is yeah. that the idea? flip flip phones <laughs> are a permanent feature. Yeah, I think so, people yeah. are playing Snake. I don't know. I just think it's like even like the effects that kind of don't hold up do hold up because they're in a computer program. If that makes sense. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're great. I mean, that would be the other thing that would make it for me. I totally understand the recasting of. Because the Morpheus character, I know it's not explicitly named as far as anything I've seen that it is him, but it's about reincarnations and stuff like that as well. So it doesn't have to always be the same, mm. the same actors and so on as well. But I would like to see a Hugo Weaving turn up at some point. Could yeah. be an evil Morpheus. Yeah. 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 I, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea what to expect from it. Luckily, um, the trailer doesn't seem to show. I mean, it shows loads, but it doesn't show a lot in the way of plot. Yeah, which is oh, nice. I, I'm, I'm looking I've... forward to it being like a big surprise when they come in. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to yeah. obsess over the idea of an evil Morpheus. They've been. That's my theory. I guess it's going to be like a Mario situation. So evil Morpheus would be Warpheus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> big old Warpheus, yeah. and then we see, and then Lawrence Fishman does turn up towards the end to fight. It's good. It's good Morpheus. Mm. There we go. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the Matrix. Maybe we'll, as it comes closer, we see anything spooky in the trailers, or we'll do a bonus episode where we just get an excuse to talk about new Matrix. Sounds yeah, good. Sounds just because. And, and then the other thing I watched that I have to say, I wasn't excited about watching at all for some reason. I don't know. I just I, the trailer didn't grab me. But then it came out, and everybody started going mad over Twitter talking about this movie. Uh, malignant and <laughs> I was like what what is it I was so desperate to go and watch this film what um, is a malignant I still don't know what it is uh, it's just a strange days film. later yeah um, so I think we sort of uh, said at the end didn't we like at the end of last yeah. week even we sat there and went oh it feels is this going to be a bit of a generic one and I don't think the trailers either on purpose or by accident I think they really represent what this film is at all I'm not too sure James Wan knows what this movie is. That's that's. I certainly don't have watched it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the big question. Uh, It's got like a con. I think he must have had a concept, and he thought, "How am I going to get to this point where I can do some sort of reveal?" And he kind of just went through a lot of the basic beats of a James Wan movie to get there. So, for quite a lot of the movie, it did feel like quite a generic supernatural horror. But when we get to a certain point, it does kind of, I don't want to say jump the shark, because that makes it sound... Because <laughs> it's the it, best part, it's the best thing in the film. That is the, but it's, that is the best part, yeah. I think for me, and we'll come to it, we'll say it now, spoilers are going to be coming hot and heavy for Malignant. Um, yeah, yeah, watch out. But, and it's also a film that you should watch about any spoilers, I think. Yeah. That's, well, if, you, yeah. Yeah. If, you if you've made any the, interest if in you it a twist, If you knew the twist, I, I don't think you'd enjoy this film. Like, I feel that mystery is is what kept me watching, even when I was very, very bored. I feel like on. that's why I feel like that's why I had to go and watch this film on. I'm pretty sure opening night. It was Friday, Friday, wasn't it? I, yeah, I had to go and watch Friday. it on opening night because I because I just kind of thought 
yeah well i'm glad i did that because yeah i think before it got spoiled yeah so avoid spoilers if you can like if you if you have any interest in watching it pause and come back after we've done it for me the statement that james wan is making with the end of this film is hey i'm not just a horror guy give me an action film if you want because he's done that though he's got yeah he's done just just remember Give us, give us more give us more action movies because just a quick reminder they're good at that just a reminder like yeah don't think of me as maybe you read the marketing for this film and thought they're putting me as legendary horror director james one i need to remember i'm an action guy check this out i think it would have been weird if we saw the trailer for this movie and it went from the director of aquaman and <laughs> fast and, and furious fast and the furious yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. i can have patrick wilson underwater i can have someone Beating the shit out of everyone. Like, this is the yeah. time. But yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. So, uh, Malignant is a 2021 American horror film directed by James Wan from a screenplay by Akela Cooper based on an original story by Wan. That's nice. And his, and his fiance. Or, uh, sorry, and his. Partner. Oh, yeah. We get, and, and his partner. So, who's his, who's his partner? Is that Ingrid? Bisu, is yeah, that I mean, that's the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, go. She just she had the idea. And went James, sort this out I, for me, would you? I'm curious. Yeah, I think that might be what happened. I'm yeah. curious. <laughs> um, so Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Yeah. So, um. Oh, I've just realized I've got the I've not got the scores up. I'll go with them in a sec, but I've got some letterbox choice reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morris Black says James Wan's Tenet, the consequence of giving a director who makes a lot of money too much creative vision and no uh, not so much needed oversight. Uh, this movie is a disaster. Five stars, fuck you. And he gave it five stars. He gave it five stars. I think he enjoyed the sort of the chaos of it, it all. Yeah. Oh, okay, got you. Uh, Otis right hand, but. The opening is so bad that I was sure it was one of those just kidding fake outs that was going to cut to a bunch of losers watching a shit movie before being killed. <laughs> then I realized that I was the loser watching the shit movie. <laughs> Half a star. <laughs> and he went, what? Oh, no. I'm the loser all along. Yeah. The reason I, I forgot to get the, the scores up was because I, was got, I got the, um, I posted in, in the Board of Advisors Facebook group. Um, about the film, see to get a gauge of what people, if anyone else had come out feeling the same way that I had. Um, so it doesn't have many people have watched it yet. And Nick Turner Return of Foots, we're in for a fun episode, I'll tell you that for free. Um, so Stephen Christopher, I saw it Friday at the theatre and then again last night at home. I had the exact same feeling, but I came to the conclusion that I really liked it after the most recent one horror movies being Haunted House stories. This one was a bit of a mix and a throwback. And then David Ned's bit, but it's a bit bonkers. I love how none of us can really say much in the way of review without spoiling it. Um, it definitely steals some ideas from other movies, though. Um, and everyone else is kind of excited, but uh, dubious. I mean, that's the kind of energy. Excited, but dubious about what they're going to sort of walk into. Yeah. Um, that's like my energy every day of my life, I think. Yeah. I'm excited, but well, what's going to go wrong? What's unexpected around the corner? <laughs> Don't come yeah. at me. I think those guy... dubious feelings really lean into it, though, because I, for me, the first half, maybe even first three quarters of this movie, I was like, 
I was right. I was right to be dubious. <laughs> like yeah. this is this is this is what I thought. Like this is what this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. But um yeah. I was a bit embarrassed. I went with two friends and that opening bit happened, which is the, the bit that this guy was talking about. The opening is so bad. He was sure it's one of those fake out when you're watching a movie within a movie. It was that bad that I was like a little bit embarrassed that I'd invite oh, my friends to Did come you watch choose it. the film? Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm going to go and see. And, and then it just seemed to get, it seemed to keep that same level of I awfulness did. for quite a while. Yeah. I did enjoy the like early so 2000s brave. style opening credits. Dark Castle. Like... It reminded me of Dark Castle film. 100%. Um, the new, new metal was, music video stuff. It was like it was like a new metal music video, so like close-ups of just like gross stuff and just like... Yeah. Oh, here's like a surgical bowl. There's a knife in here. And bits, Ooh, here's here's a bit of exposition as well. Operation went well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look Operation at these, like, went well. X-rays of stuff. Yeah. You know what it is? It's um, it's another James Bond movie. It's uh, the Hills of Eyes remake. It's that that type of opening, right? With all of the... It's oh, yeah. a gross I, little I, mutant I, face. I kind of loved it. It kind of it made me feel really nostalgic for. And we've watched um, some of the Dark Castle movies for this podcast. And even though I didn't absolutely love them, like it does really resonate with me in terms of an era of horror that I did really enjoy. And it kind of yeah. like shaped yeah. my tastes, I guess, as well. So like having that throwback did kind of make me feel like, yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Despite the yeah, Despite the fact that the in intro was a bit naff, the intro was a bit. The intro reminded me of like, could have been like New Mutants. You know what I mean? Like sort of <laughs> a little intro of like here's the origin of one of the one of the bad yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah, one of the mutant, one of the baddies. Uh, for me, this was James Wan's Dark Place at the beginning, especially <laughs> with the beginning with the ladies 100%. doing a thing to video going. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're going to see his power as yeah, and again mutants so yeah so we, we get with a lady who is and it's set in the 90s isn't it it's like 93 something like that like she in big, is in a big dark castle style um mental asylum looking place on mental a cliff asylum up. on a cliff edge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. was there a yeah. moment when you saw a certain pair of socks at this moment where you thought hang on a minute and and started to question the the, 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 the the panda socks, yeah. There were some, yeah. there were some panda socks. There were some and, panda uh, socks, and they were like saying, "Oh no, um, you know, we've got to, we've got to go and see to him. Um, this guy is is kicking right off. He's escaped containment again. Right, let's go again. and deal with that then. And um, they've got their tranquilizer rifle, and he busts someone's arm, and then it's all it's all kicking off. And then he's behind the curtain on the radio." And this is where we get our first reveal. And it's like, oh, he can talk now? No, no, he can't talk. I've immediately established that he can broadcast his thoughts through the radio. That's oh, exactly. Okay. And that's the first thing that one of the doctors says. He's broadcasting his thoughts? Like, if that happened, that's not the first thing you'd say. You'd be like, what the fuck's that on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't go, it's definitely him talking through the radio. Especially as we learn that they're not running uh, a new mutants. They're not running like a like a lab where everyone has got weird and wacky powers. Where broadcasting your thoughts, the radio thing. Mostly, it's a hospital for kids with like illnesses and so on. Tumors, isn't it? Are they like tumor specialists yeah. or something? They're like specialist doctors. They're definitely not like mutant specialists. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> someone broadcasting their thoughts should be a little more than so you would just point. Ah, uh, you know what she, uh, <laughs> she 
tells him that as soon as he does that, she says, you've been a bad boy, Gabriel. Um, I mean, it is yeah. the thing is it, it, the dialogue. You've I been a looks, bad boy. And was that line? Look, and the other I'm line sorry. is, "We've got to cut out the cancer." We've got to yeah. cut out the cancer. Look directly down the barrel of the camera while you're saying it. Yeah. The thing is, like, the, some of the dialogue is so bad, um, and it comes across as stuff that is kind of Garth Marenghi's dark place ish. But I'm yeah. not. I'm the thing that's confused me the most about it is, um, I don't know if James one knows that it is coming across that way if that makes sense i know someone someone in a, in a group i was in he said yeah it's difficult because they're trying to do that so bad it's a good thing and i was like i don't think they are i no. don't think james is doing that i think i don't would anybody go for that unless it was a horror unless comedy. it was a horror comedy yeah would yeah. anybody really aim for that in like a, a serious yeah, horror if movie the, if this i think james can be a little bit gone sorry so I was just saying, if this movie went on to be overtly, you know, have more comedic elements, I would absolutely buy it. I mean, and it's my very funny it would change. at times. <laughs> but I don't think it's... I, don't, I, I, th- I agree with you, Luke. I don't think it was ever meant to be funny. Like, if this was in a Sam Raimi movie, I'd be like, yep, yeah, I'm on board with oh, this. Yeah, this is meant true. to be... It's meant to Unless... take the gore to the extreme and it's meant to be silly, but everything else is done with such a straight face. I don't that's what I mean. So he could just be playing the part so well that like, you know, when you go to see a, like a kind of shit posty comedian and they never corpse, they never break character. So you're like, I can't tell if this is part of the <laughs> yeah. act or like he could, he could be doing that, but I just don't think he is like after seeing Aquaman, we've, which is all seen totally enough of his movies. We've seen enough of his movies to know, you know, his style well enough. To but he can do like that... good stuff as well. Like, I don't know. Like the conjuring is quite mature. I would say. Uh, story, yeah. Like a, yeah. About a there's, a, uh, there's a couple of moments, like a, a couple of wink, wink, nudge, nudge moments in like the Conjuring movies, where you're, yeah, yeah, we know we're in a silly but, little ghost. But story. were they written by other people? Was that exactly? Was that the I, thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess that's the thing as well. Like when you see this movie, there are any number of bits where I think it's very, very. James Wan and it's very very like it's very of his style and he uses the camera so effectively and he can do great tension and there are there are some great there's some great work that you see him do but it is at such odds especially in this early part of the movie with what everyone on screen I don't think I don't think there are there are not not anyone that well there's a couple of people will come to them there is not many people that really struck me as you're a bad actor or you know that the effects are too cheap here or anything like that but it just feels that it's so at odds with what the tone of the story is that i just i couldn't put them together like it didn't work just just yeah. right and this and th- this opening scene really kind of set the tone that would carry me through i don't know two thirds of the movie yeah i th- when you kind of watch a movie that's this kind of tonally confused it tends to be a much smaller budget uh, to be more like a much more amateur sort of production put together. And I was like, maybe this is just a super low budget. Yeah. James Moore just doing his best of it. But then the special effects started to come and I was like, whoa, that's like the entire house has just changed around this well, woman. Uh, so apparently the budget's 40 million. Yeah, so which... it, it's not a low budget affair at all. I mean, it's not a low budget one, but it's not like massive, massive budget. Yeah, it's but not yeah, so, like big, but for a horror movie, that's not bad, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Especially with a lot of the stuff in the house which is like makes up a fair chunk of the movie 
did remind me of some of these modern horrors that don't quite hit the mark. Maybe like reminded me of the boy a little bit in places. Where <laughs> it reminded like... me of the boy. That yeah. came to my mind so often. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he he was a he was scabby towards the end, wasn't he? When he when he came out of the porcelain, he was a scabby little boy. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was that kind of tone and that kind of bad exposition in the dialogue. Yeah, the, the kind of the forced the forced eeriness. There's a bit in this where um, later on she she finds her stepmom, and then she says, "Did I mention anyone as I was growing up?" And then she's like, "No, you were you were completely fine." And You're she fine goes back to sound. Gabriel, and then she looks up and, and the sound goes boom. I laughed my head off. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like Gabriel. it was just so stupid, like so over uh, the top. Also, I noticed the sound at a number of points on this one as well. Like this, this, this there's lots of like little string things. Like she's like popping up the stairs. It was like. I've never. <laughs> I've also never seen a house made to look more obviously spooky than that. I'm just like, just switch some bloody lights on. You live in, yeah. you live in there. Well, on your own for the most part. Open yeah. some windows. Get some bloody lights on. Everything doesn't have to be just draped in this eerie dark green constantly. <laughs> where you're just like, is that? Yeah. Just no one lives like that. No one does. Everyone puts nice lights up and just it's... lights everything wonderfully. Yeah, I'll just put my ghost sheets up. <laughs> you sure this makes its place really dusty and spooky? No, no, no. It's the That's aesthetic fine. I've been going for. Yeah. Also, it, it was felt... this weird uh, character choices. There's a bit where so the woman gets home after she's been physically like attacked uh, and her husband's been killed. First day home, she, she goes home, st- spends it alone. She doesn't lock the door. Like she's just willy nearly walking about, tidying up the house. Oh if well, first day back, you'd be you wouldn't stay the night on your own anyway. No, and you'd lock up. I don't know. It was um then again saying this, I actually quite came away quite enjoying it. So yeah. well, I don't know what to make of it. I mean obviously we are gonna go heavy into spoilers, but I don't think let's not let's not spoil it until we get to the twist. Yeah, we'll come let's we'll, not spoil we'll come it. to it. But what <laughs> but what what we'll say is this is one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had with a film where a film because I rarely get this from a film where I feel like it redeems itself with like the final i don't know 30 minutes 20 minutes maybe i have rarely rarely felt like that about any film from any genre where i've gone okay i didn't really enjoy it up until this moment but that 30 minutes has pretty much redeemed the whole thing with this i really do feel like that and that just goes to show you know what (laughs) yeah i'm glad i've seen it it because i'm glad i've seen it because of that i'm still not sure and maybe i'm going to decide as we talk about it I'm not sure if that 30 minutes then makes this a good film, but uh, I definitely. I'm, I'm, now, but I'm glad it, I've yeah. I'm glad I've seen it now because of that bit. Also, I would quite like to watch it again. Yeah. What is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> yeah. I tell you, for the first half an hour, I was I was falling asleep in the chair and thinking this is a terrible decision to come and watch this film. But then I want to watch it again now. I don't you like turn into you, you like turn into your friends and saying, "Oh, obviously that's because I better record a podcast on this." Like, don't like you know, uh, you know, I wouldn't have chosen this don't otherwise. Judge <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me. Yeah. Uh, so who who's in this film? We've got Annabelle Wallace, who's our main character, plays Maddie. Uh, Annabelle Wallace, we know, sang a Coldplay song or something. Um, she sang a Coldplay song. She's also in Peaky Blinders and. Looks like she's been in loads of like Hollywood movies, but I guess smaller parts because I don't really recognize her from much. She's been in like The Mummy, um, a King Arthur movie, 
some of the Annabelle, Annabelle movies. Okay. Actually, I think yeah. she might be. Is she the lead in Annabelle? Yeah, I think she's the lead. Oh, in which the which Annabelle? Annabelle. Oh, the is first she? One. I've never seen it there. So. Oh, I have. I don't remember it sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the lead in that. So obviously she's. Uh... Wait, is Annabelle James Bond movie? Just produced by James. It's conjuring, right? It's conjuring so adjacent, a, right? So she's a yeah. Jimmy. What? She's a Jimmy one favorite. Um, the kind of Grace is a, a young Emily May. Don't I don't recognize her. I recognize um, the the husband guy at the start. He was in Supernatural. He had some really dodgy dialogue right from the get. Oh, we'll come to him in a minute. He's my first series of notes. Makes that gaslighting uh, son of a bitch from Midsummer look like the nicest oh, yeah. dude. There's a pair of detectives as well, George Young and uh, Michelle Brianna White. The guy um, who everyone, the detective who every girl seems to like really fancy, looks a bit like James Wan. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that's like a, he's implanted himself into the film and made all the girls like him? Possibly. And it's a really... I think if he implanted himself into the movie, it would have made him a better detective. <laughs> this, I liked, yeah, yeah. This character kind of <laughs> basically the character... clues come to him. He still fucks it. <laughs> Probably the most like in terms of a chase sequence, though. I've never seen anyone more determined. <laughs> Literally, there's so yeah, many moments where back. I go, <laughs> I'd be, be absolutely knackered. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you're still going. <laughs> I'm gonna keep coming. I'm gonna keep coming for you. I'm never gonna stop. <laughs> Like a fucking T one thousand, but but also just shoot your gun. <laughs> Should I jump off this fire escape or use the gun that will get in? Should I jump off this fire escape and land on my back? <laughs> yeah, like salmon drops onto a bin. Uh, the guy who did the voice of Gabriel is called Ray Chase. And that name rings a bell. It looks like he's done a lot of voices for a lot of, like uh, animes and, and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, who else? I don't recognize. There was a else, sister, really. sister character as well. Who I thought looked a little bit like Florence Pugh, just a tad. Yeah, was a bit like definitely had those vibes. But yeah, a lot, a lot of sort of minor characters as well. But like the doctors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Maddie Hassan know. is the sister, is it? She's in. Looks like she's in some of the horror films. Yeah, the guy, one of the scientists. You know, the one who I think he has a tranquilizer gun at the start. He looks like a cross between, you know, Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and <laughs> Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Like he was like the perfect <laughs> meeting point between the two. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> Kyle quit the band. Yeah, there we go. Um, there we go. So, yeah, obviously after that intro, it's 28 years later. And the room in, is in, so it takes place in Seattle, in a nice little, well, a nice but creepy house, um, and a lady called Madison who works as a nurse. Does she work as a nurse or something like that? So I've never fully established, but it's definitely like she does some kind of shift work because she's getting home after a long day yeah. and wants to get and have a lie down. But unfortunately, so she's pregnant. So she's pregnant. Um, yeah. And she, when she comes home, her husband's in the bedroom. His name's Derek, watching UFC. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a really odd relationship where I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going it on? It isn't here? one of the, it doesn't, it isn't watching UFC that makes him the worst thing in the world. But look, literally, when that is the most redeeming feature of his personality, oh, you know, he's watching some sport, you know, that's admirable in some senses. 
But like, uh, other than that, he's just the most transparently awful man in the universe. She mentions she's got some like pains and aches from the fact that she's got the baby. She calls it like a muffin, and he looks like he looks like she's just farted on his face. <laughs> like he... <laughs> He, like, he looks, looks so angry. Frowning, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, take a take a Tylenol or something like that. And yeah. then immediately follows up seconds later by saying, oh, like a real, a real heel turn on this straight away. And he goes, maybe, just maybe. Is it after she switches telly off? Switches telly off. And then he goes, well, maybe instead of taking bloody painkillers, you might want to stop getting pregnant. Was it? Fucking hell, this has escalated quickly. Yeah, I, 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 I actually gasped a little bit, to be honest. So I was like, just was not expecting. He like, pokes it as well, pokes the he baby. Poke, pokes her in the tummy, so she, she nuts him or something, or like shove him? I think she just shoves him away. Shoves him away, and then he bashes her head. He immediately reacts by smashing her head against the wall. And then, yeah. you know, classic move as well. He's immediately sorry. He did. He does say something along the lines of, You've already so we, it's established here that she's had a couple of miscarriages before yeah. this because he says you should stop getting getting pregnant. pregnant. Oh, and of course, you know maybe I've been too maybe feet. I've been maybe I've been too harsh on him. Like you know because of course having a miscarriage has been real real hard on him. <laughs> he's a he's a, yeah. he's had a rough he's had a rough time. Um, I mean, no, he's just a tight. Yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 he's the worst man, and he's sitting there as he goes to she locks him out of the bedroom. Um, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry at the door. Uh, so she's locked him out while she's like bleeding profusely from the head. Um, and um, he has a little goes to bed on the sofa. Rightly so. It's the least of it. He goes to bed on the sofa. Um, he wakes up and there's like creepy no- well, what happens? So first of all, the blender turns on and the fridge opens. At no point does he go switch the bloody light on. Yeah, how, does the, um, how does the fridge open? Like Gabriel can control electronics, but yeah, you can. He's he's a pro, he's a Gabriel is a classic Donatello type. He does machines. So yeah, but, I mean, it's not like a fridges aren't held shut by electronics, are they? Yeah, Some he can also can... he can also control cheese. So he's got a, he's controlled a bit of cheese in there, and the cheese just nudged the fridge open. Yeah, he's yeah. he controls also. So he is. So my first note is establishing what Gabriel is. He's kind of. Carry times maximum overdrive, so he's a couple okay. of Stephen King films. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and he can in control the spooky effect. He can broadcast his thoughts. That's a standard thing that everyone can do. That he can broadcast his thoughts, and he can open a fridge. He can switch a telly on. So um, at this stage, yeah. what we're thinking is strictly supernatural, based on the intro as well. You know, stri- uh, some sort of supernatural being that was at the start. Whether it's a the spirit of that thing or whatever, that's kind of yeah. what maybe, maybe he's a ghost now after the cancer was cut out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of so an yeah. X Filesy, like James Wan doing the next Files episode. That's kind of yeah. what I was yeah thinking of initially. A little bit like that because you have the nice little intro to set set up the origin of the character. Then you know, however many years later, it's yeah. back. Um, so yeah, and downstairs, and basically whatever this thing is does manifest in a way, almost like a shadow person, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it appears watching TV at one point and then vanishes when um what's his name? Derek switches uh, on the light. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I know. This this doesn't does sit later on because for all of the powers he does have, as we all work out when we get to the reveals later on, disappearing should not be one of his powers. And like slowly letting like a a sofa cushion raise up as if you as if a ghost was like standing up from it. How does yeah. it, how do they do that? Maybe they've got a memory foam sofa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Maybe that also, guy has that problem all the time. Oh my god, a ghost! And then Manny's like, "No, I just sat up like ten minutes ago." <laughs> yeah, I just, I've just moved. I've been in the other room. <laughs> Sorry, um, but also when we see like this being, whatever it is, it kind of looked a bit supernatural to me as well. It didn't look like a standard silhouette of a person. It looked a bit. They there said bit there was footprints on the ceiling, or the hand hands were upside down. Yeah, which. No, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't like track either because they'd have to be yeah. climbing on the walls to. Well, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, we'll, we'll we'll get to it when we try to when we try to understand this. We'll circle yeah. back where we need to, um, but basically, whatever this thing is, pretty much snaps Derek's head like <laughs> completely the other yeah. way, right? Snaps his neck, yeah. kills him, Twist, twists it off, and then he goes and um, Maddie comes down and is like, Derek. Stop messing about with the telly in the fridge. You're already you're already in trouble for being a real shit house boyfriend. <laughs> um, and um, she comes downstairs, and the spooky man is there as well. And he chases her up the stairs to the nursery, um, and then pushes the door and knocks her out on the really hard carpet. Yeah, she she like slams uh, quite painfully. Um, again, I guess then again, a lot of this stuff maybe it's just in her mind because he he puts her in a. Yeah, I don't know. What we get he that? puts her in like a mind palace, like uh, yeah. Sherlock. Um, but yeah, he, teleport, he teleports her a bit later on, so he's got some mind powers as well as we'll soon learn. But mm. but he, he knocks her out and he's chased her through the house and he's pushed her, pushed her over. She wakes up in hospital. Her sister is there, and um, you know, do we get to hear like the extra horrible bit of news here that like she wakes up in hospital, her sister is there. She's lost the baby in the event, but um, bad news, lost the baby. Good news, Derek's dead. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. here's a nice one-two piece of information. So yeah. around, we, we do, we're introduced to the police detectives at this point, um, Kakoa and Regina. Kakoa Shaw, Regina Moss, and they're kind of looking around the house and there's like a, how would you describe her, the, the girl who's like a evidence... The- the CSI woman who fancies yeah. the detective, and like they point. I, this is another one that tonally I was like, 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 why are the quirky cops having like mad bants at the at the crime scene? And it's yeah. like, it's like Brooklyn Nine Nine levels of them just like pissing about, and it's like, but oh I look did. at this guy, he's got his head like twisted off. Oh, here comes Miss Lonely Heart, and she's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I fancy you, the detective, but like, literally. I do short, fancy of him, having, like, was, short of having like, love you written on her eyelids like from Indiana Jones. Like, what else could we do? <laughs> and they're so jovial. Yeah. But like genuinely, the, the Detective Moss is more pissed off that she's out looking at a crime scene at four in the morning. When she goes, he goes like morning, he goes, fucking, I'll tell you when it's morning. Still it's night time, mate. Still bloody night time. Still bloody night time. She's livid, absolutely livid. And then walks in and looks at this man's head twisted off and then she's like, okay, Anyway, she fancies you, mate. So the police detectives yeah. interview Madison, don't they? Um, yeah. And she pretty much, like, 
what does she even say? Pretty much just tells them exactly what we witnessed, that there was someone, in, she says there was someone in the house, but then they're like, oh, there was no sign of forced entry. Um, do they say I that? think in the car they say there's like a, a really bad bit of back and forth, and it ends with Detective Shaw saying motive. Boom. Like a little like <laughs> motive. sting. That's right. Um, yeah, because there's a bit where Regina Moss, there's a bit throughout the film where she's a bit like, it's Madison. Madison's yeah. the letter yeah, yeah. killer. I got you. Yeah, abusive husband. Um, that you know she's lost a couple of babies before. The neighbors have reported like domestic violence all the time. Um, so yeah, I, I reckon it's her already. You know, bet you a fiver that it's her. Um, we get the, we get like the first instance of many of of that kind of dubstep pixies. Uh, oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of cool, but you can't use it that often. <laughs> you can, yeah, you yeah. got to use it sparingly. It, it sounds kind of cool, but like it almost hasn't got enough of a horror. It doesn't feel like a horror, a part of a horror movie. It kind of feels a bit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was. It was very strange. Um, it's like James Wan just stumbled across that. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ! Well, I love going that straight. Track. That's Put going that straight, <laughs> straight to next movie. Straight to <laughs> next movie at the start, the end, and in the middle. Yeah, many times as I can, if I'm honest. It feels um, like it's his version of that soul music. Is it the, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Was it? What's that soul music? Is that Live and Let Die? Du, du, du. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much living <laughs> We've done this before, haven't we? Yeah. I've, got, I've got deja vu. We've done that. Um, uh, so, but then we cut to uh, there's a tour happening um, in oh. Seattle. I never knew this. I thought it was a really cool, actually, little element to have there. That Seattle, there was a big fire, and then they built, they rebuilt the city like one floor above. So they're still like underground. <laughs> Someone look at someone just went after the fire was out. We're well, looking at the state of this. Where are we going to even clean up? Let's just build, rebuild, build on build top, on, isn't build, it? Yeah. build on top. Just put a, put a cover over this and make the city slightly taller. It's like Silent Hill, though, isn't it? That's like the story of yeah, a secret, yeah, yeah. a secret um, underground. But underground it's like base. shop fronts and there's uh, 
later on, we see like the carriages and all that creepy ground mist everywhere. Be perfectly preserved. Like, <laughs> those carriages yeah. have not perished a day in that misty basement. <laughs> yeah, incredibly misty. Um, but the tour guide, uh, she seems quite fun. There's a bit where she's like saying, some people say there's ghosts and all the lights start uh, sort of sparking and stuff. And then she goes, ooh. Um, and, <laughs> and then everyone goes like, home. It goes, and they all give a tip, though, so real life horror, the horror of a gig economy. Come on. Just pay <laughs> her a better basic rate, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then she starts to hear noises. She turns off all the lights down this tunnel. She hears noises at the other end of the tunnel. Um, and then she starts just to walk into the darkness which I would, yeah. I would probably just turn the lights on first. You were right there. She says like, switches. Yeah. What, she automatically assumes that someone's back there. I feel like I would just go, I'm just leaving. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she goes in and she hears the noise coming towards it. And it does sound very creepy, I have to say. And then she yeah. runs back and she's like fiddling with the cables. I'm like, just get out of there. Just move. Like, there's no... Yeah, I don't know. Even, uh, yeah. They're not playing but, um, like, you know, it's not playing a game where if you plug these lights back in, the killer's gonna go up. Oh. <laughs> What's the time, Mister? Me, cool. yeah. <laughs> you got me. See you later. Yeah, light, yeah. Lights on. I can't attack. Uh, attack you. I am the monster from the movie Lights Out, which was an allegory for depression, I guess. But never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it's me, um, and I give up because the lights are on. That's not what happens. She gets uh, absolutely just... beaten up and captured by um, what we see the the face of the beasties all. It's all puckered and scabby. Yeah. So we, so we, he, he, she pretty much immediately wakes up in what looks like just another area of the underground, which I kind of thought, right? Just I another so yeah. a room, yeah. a room in the underground where she's got like strung up on the wall. Um, Did it remind wanna... you of the uh, in Insidious? There's like in the fervor, there's that red demon thing, and it's got like a workshop. There's lots of things spinning around, and it's got like a. A wheelie saw thing, and we call those things yeah. sharpen his blades or whatever. On um, that kind of workshop environment looks quite similar to where it gave me some very similar vibes, and also it reminds me of um, the workshop that the jigsaw person has. I think he's got a thing about um, yeah. killers having dusty garages. workshops. It, yeah. um, it reminded me of an attic where from Sinister Bagul might keep his videos, yeah, uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of his little <laughs> relics and stuff. So yeah, all of these, like this whole series of films, maybe these guys have similar tastes in uh, in property. I mean, whoever their real estate agent is, probably yeah. you know. Oh, I know. When when a place with a good loft or a good basement or a good like outdoor workshop comes up, I'll phone one of these guys that are from a one word horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then with Madison at home, she's around doing some um, laundry. She's, secu she's securing the house at first, though, Ben. Oh, and I don't yeah, know if you guys noticed because she like she's put some locks on because her sister brings some stew round. But what I loved at this scene first, when she first secures the house, she just has massive fucking like bolts in the junk drawer. You know where you or I might keep <laughs> string and batteries. She was like, right. Yeah. Got some securing of the house to do this, open it up. Yeah, just open up my drawer that keeps all of my massive deadbolts in it. Quite, and uh, quite a nice shot of her running around the house, isn't there? Like a sort of bird's eye view shot of the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite cool. I quite liked how the camera moved and that. It was it was got it was sort of like focusing on her and moving fast with her and then stopping with her. It wasn't like 
panning across. It was, it was nice. This is the James Wan stuff that they say that this is like some of the great stuff that he does, like camera movement and the way that focuses can be done in interesting ways. Like it's that's when you see the his best work like coming through. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and is it not long after that? Is it another another day when she's doing the doing the laundry that we see her? Yeah, first? Actually, I think I think the prep in the house and getting some stew from your sister might have been before the kidnapping. So yeah, now it's bedtime, and she's she's doing a bit of laundry. Head starts bleeding a bit. That's no good. Yeah. So this is a yeah. recurring <clears throat> thing. Obviously, the back of her head's bleeding quite a lot. Um, and it's a throwback, obviously, to that moment where she got her head hit on the wall. And it's nothing more than that at this stage. We kind of well, understand. I thought, did they not like, uh, she talks to her sister and she goes, this is where thingy cracked me on the head, mm. uh, yeah. cracked me against the wall. Like, they, they point to it a little bit too much because okay. even there I'm, I'm thinking, okay, so her head, her school's kind of cracked open and then the cancerous bit inside her is like, it's like a spirit it has been let out or something. That's kind yeah. of where my mind was uh, going yeah. at this point. I, I had the uh, the note here, and I've realised that we missed a little bit when the when the person, the tour guide, was captured. Um, Gabriel makes her give him. You can control can you can control phones, but can't control the phone book. So he needed to know Doctor Weaver's phone number, I guess. Oh, so okay, he yeah. he he gets her phone to phone Doctor Weaver. Just wants to catch and- up. He'd be like, <laughs> I think Gabriel here would be so disappointed because he phones Dr. Weaver and Dr. Weaver answers the phone. She goes, all right. And he says, ah, oh, Dr. Weaver, it's time to cut the cancer out, which is what she said to him, you know, 1993, when she was going to cut the cancer out. And she totally doesn't remember. She was like, who is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is- How would you not remember? <laughs> Like, yeah. the most significant is... thing that must have ever happened in your There's career. There's no way anything else has happened in your life. You've gone, could it, did I cut the cancer out of that person or was it another telekinetic weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Gabriel. You remember Monster Boy can broadcast my thoughts through electronic, uh, di- through electronic wait, devices. Wait, wait, wait. Keep going. Pan- Keep going. Panda socks. Panda socks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Panda God. socks. And then, oh. like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't. I don't I see a lot of patients. Like I can't be expected to remember them all, even the ones that were little, little gooly, gooly thought broadcasting men. Um, so he must be incredibly frustrated. So frustrated, in fact, that now in this laundry scene, um, Madison sees um, Doctor Weaver shouting no in the in the door of a in the door of a washing machine. And I actually then... like that little visual. That was a yeah. fun little. It, it, it was it made me jump a bit as well. I was like whoa yeah. what's going on here and it, yeah. and it did take me a few seconds to kind of like work out what was happening as well it wasn't an immediate yeah. thing and then she does a she does a silent hill to her house it's not a creepy version it just she just teleports and the room morphs from her laundry room into dr weaver's house mm. i thought it was a cool little effect like i said i didn't think i was like this film must just be a super low budget affair until that happened and i was like it's actually quite visually impressive at times. Yeah, it's really good. It gave me good um, another absolutely timely reference here. Very good Soul Reaver vibes when she's like changing, <laughs> changing worlds, and like the camera yeah. just pans around. Like it's all came. Yeah, that's it. All warps, oh, yeah. and you're in the uh, not the Nether Realm. You're in Doctor Weaver's very nice um, apartment or house. Yeah, and so basically, what she witnesses is. Gabriel murdering Dr. Weaver. Um, 
with what a, do we with see? A award. It's quite brutal. Yeah. Like he mushes yeah, the yeah. face right up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's like an award that she had, which is like a long, spiky weapon looking. It's weapon. the it's the snake sword that you give to doctors, like the healing yeah. symbol, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's yeah. the Perseus? snake. It's oh, um, I don't know the snake sword. <laughs> Bloody snakes, so, isn't it? Some yeah. sort of Greek Greek myth thing, I think. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately for Doctor Weaver, um, that trophy's rather sharp. Yeah. And it yeah, just... I don't think he uses the sharp end this time. It doesn't. Look, I feel like he's just bashing it on the. Oh, he does, and he just busts the other bit off, doesn't he? He just gives her a club in with it. Yeah, I think so. A serious club in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he he deals with her and like you know he's going through he's beating her up again. Do you remember us yet? Oh, uh, Gavin, <laughs> Gavin, Ga- uh, Gavin, Graham, 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 Graham. Uh, no, it's Gabriel. Gabriel, I make you remember. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, Gabriel just looks like um like a long greasy haired. This is another thing. I'm like, we'll get to it obviously, but. During this moment, why is the hair greasy? But long, greasy hair, like, <laughs> like I guess, like a duster coat. What kind of coat is it? Yeah, like he's got, a... he's got, he's got a duster. He's got some gloves. He's like if Resident Evil's nemesis dressed up as the crow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good shape. That's a good shape. Never thought of it like that, but yeah. Um, so we don't get a good look at much other than like, you know, the silhouette of whatever this person is. Um, but yeah, what? So after that. Um, Madison, what happens after that? Does she go straight to the police yet? Or um, she... Well, the, the police she... find that body, I think. Um, yeah, they find the body, and it's like, oh, Doctor Weaver um, has been killed. And it's like, but who would, who would kill her apart from that famous monster boy that she once operated on? She no, got, no uh, remembers there's him. like a photo of a case that they had open. Or no, sorry, they have to go through all the cases, uh, all these case yeah. files, and they find Touch a photo the of a young girl. Um, and it's like a weird dialogue between <laughs> Kay and some other detective. Like, oh, really, yeah. not very well written at all. Like, age, can you age this up 30 years or something? Oh, yeah, that's it. And he's just a random guy that's in because he takes yeah. um, Moss back <laughs> and they go, right, we're going to. He's just like, oh, you're not going to look through all those cases, are you? And he's like, no, we are going to look through all those cases. <laughs> Gives her a yeah. little wink. And then she's like, wah, wah. And then they it's the yeah, and he goes, oh, it's bloody date night. He goes, oh, sorry, I kept you late. Um, and then she just gets this other random man who just happens to be working. Like, he goes, oh, age this up by 30 years. Well, yeah. Yes. This is annoying. This is like those episodes of X-Files where they look at something which is like three pixels wide. And zoom they go, and zoom in and enhance. Yeah. Zoom and enhance. Zoom and enhance. Like, age this up by 30 years. And then he does age it up by 30 years. And it looks identical <laughs> it's like to a Madison. Photo of Madison. It's like yeah. a photo of Madison. <laughs> like, there must be some room for like we see those efits of like criminals and that you're like well no one actually looks like that but i can kind of get the understand i can kind of get the vibe of it there's yeah, no yeah. way he's going to age that up for eight years and go yeah that's pretty much her yeah great yeah. and i didn't do this with any technology because it's hand drawn <laughs> you literally just looked at it in your mind and gone like 30 years yeah. 
Why not? <laughs> Drawn it perfectly, literally as if she's been in a photo booth that has one of those like sketch modes that turns you into a pencil drawing. I'd be like, even forget, a haircut is accurate. Forget, forget the murder invest. Forget, oh yeah, the haircut. Forget the murder <laughs> investigation. Have you done this? <laughs> what, this is amazing. Tell me. This is, have you done it? Because you should viral. be working here. You should be working. <laughs> yeah. You should be working for the CIA or something. Because this is mad. <laughs> because you can accurately. Okay, so let me have a look at her background here. So, um, so a little girl was poorly adopted. Um, how what were her school grades like? So I reckon she's probably going to have this kind of income. Probably going to dress like so. Um, what haircut is she going to have? There you go. <laughs> Serious fringe. Yeah. The real, real, real good fringe work. Or maybe he is like, he's like, a, he's like a Darren Brown trickster. And he's just drawn every possible woman that it could be. And then when he comes up to him later, because oh, obviously in that picture, he's seen someone that's coming on. Right. This one, this is the one that looks the most <laughs> like her. But there's loads where, where he's drawn her as like, uh, this is what she looked like if she became a tiger, I guess. There we go. If she was blonde, every single version. But um, yeah, it, it's a perfect E fit. But um, at the same time, this is the first example of the detectives having to basically do no work at all because Maddie and her sister, them, they, yeah. they come to see them and go, oh, yeah. uh, detectives, um, I saw a mur- the murder that's happened. Uh, saw it happen. So they see the sec. So they see, see the, the first one, murder. Right? They go. Oh, the- they go to the. I think they go there after the second murder. So she views. Oh, the sec- she sees yes. the second murder, which is another doctor, older dude, um, living in like an apartment complex. Um, he wakes up with Gabriel on his chest, like a. Horrible- I like that the bit it melts. So she's on bed on the other side of the bed, and it melts into the other room, and the camera's kind of on its side, and Gabriel's. It looks like it's crawling on the wall over her. Um, yeah. And he sort of sat, yeah. sits on top of the. And he uh, just, gives him a, the first, just gives him a triple stab. That's it. First thing that happens is she screams at the idea of being lying next to like an elderly man. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> thing. Ah! Yeah, before yeah. that, though, because we have the most, it's probably the, the longest, most consistent scene in the entire movie. There's about three or four minutes of him just getting ready for bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, you know, the tension. It's like, lock up, brush my teeth in real time. <laughs> get, in, get into my gym jams sit on the edge of the bed and then a close-up of my ankles so you think someone's going to grab my ankles but then i just move just get them out of the way just at the uh, last moment and just don't he picks up you know he picks up his book Should have a little read now nah, i'll just go to sleep um when he um when he stabs the guy in the face and he like messed up his jaw i was like well oh, he's holding he's moving his arms weird that was as another little yeah. clue i was like that's there's something peculiar going on the way we got the way he moves. Yeah, you're a bit and double jointed, aren't you? I honestly good. just yeah. thought at this stage, I thought bit deformed, possibly bit deformed, yeah. maybe a bit undead, something weird going a, on. He's a little bit ghouly at, at least, if at most he is a he is a can, he's a cancer <laughs> man that got get, chopped off. Because we get a closer look at his face, and then they go into the police place, and then they have a thing drawn up. And then what's the name has that cracking joke about? Oh, great. So we're searching for an EKB, whatever this thing is. For, what's the name from the Goonies? We're searching from Sloth for the Goonies. That got, the Goonies. Yeah. Got, that got a big laugh. I just kept thinking, they've straightened, even in the, the drawing of this, they've made the air way too straight. They've straightened the life out of that hair. <laughs> yeah. 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 They've, uh, yeah. And another, another, reckon it's the same artist that they got to draw. Uh, oh, they got it's got to be. Same, 
he's just minding his own business, having like aged up a photo 30 years. He goes, Oh, well, it's probably enough art for today. He goes, Oh, can you um, draw this monster man? Can you draw it? Uh... It's like I did, it's spot on as well. That guy should work for this. What do they call it? Remote viewing. Where they sort of imagine the place where the dead body is, then they draw it, and it's like perfect. Yeah. Like the psychically <laughs> links it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, though, she mentions in this discussion here, genuinely, um, they put forward the idea of, well, this bloke, this bloke detect uh, Madison, perhaps like, and he banged her, and she's got a bang in the head. Maybe he formed a psychic link. You guys work with psychics all the time, right? And this is when she also fancies the detective man. Is like. Oh, you know, I did an audition for a psychic in a police drama. They told me they really use them all the time. And he's like, ha, 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 but I fancy you. Yeah. Um, there was a bit where they mentioned handcuffs as well. And then they kind of coyly look at each other, do a little giggle. Tee-hee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically, they, for some reason, believe them and say, right, we'll go to this place, this apartment complex that you've kind of just she's researched vaguely... herself because yeah he's died in the um like the silver like the silver apartments he's opposite a big sign that says silver and literally they go there and he's like reckon it's that one third from the left at the top <laughs> and that's that they go up there and they knock on a few doors but then they just discover the body and at this point, they're like, hang on a minute, what's going on here then? I think um, Detective Regina Moss is still thinking, it's still Madison. She's knocking, she's <coughs> taking all these people yeah. out. Well, I try to wonder why. They, well, they find out that there's a connection between them all because they find out that the case that Weaver was looking at was a young Madison. Uh, so I think that connection ties yeah. Maddie into it all. Ties uh, them together. Is that before or after they see the art when they've left? Because it's only after that she's left, after they get back from finding this murder, that the guy who drew the picture comes back and goes, so yeah, he's fishing for a compliment. He's like, picture was all right then? And he was like, I haven't haven't even seen the picture yet. So you've done all that work and I haven't even looked at it yet. What do you mean? Like, I assumed you'd seen the picture as you brought the exact woman I brought in. You brought her into the office. Oh, no, she just came here coincidentally. I'm the worst detective ever. Then he looks at the picture um, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is a perfect, even haircut, accurate picture. Haircut, the way she has done her hair today. Yeah. So at this point, I have to say, I was still like a little bit bored, not quite enjoying uh, the film. Uh, But then I think it starts to the mystery of wait so what is gabriel exactly because he gives her a ring at this point (laughs) oh yeah i can't remember why he he rings her while she's in the toilet so phone goes and he goes yeah all right it's gabriel and he goes i don't remember he's like fuck's sake why does nobody remember me oh it's me well she doesn't she doesn't know it's called gabriel right now um she goes oh we're mates you and i but you've forgotten me she goes i ain't forgotten you i never remembered you to forget you in the first place it's like, oh, if you um, if you don't remember me, then I will um, I'll buddy get the people you love, and then she just blurts out, "Piss off, Gabriel!" And he goes, "Ah, yeah. you do remember me? Proved unimportant. Well, see you later." And then he hangs up. Yeah, just keep him wanting more. That's what he's done there. Just keep him yeah. wanting more. So, um, her and her sister go to visit her mum, um, Jean. Is that her name? Jean. Jean, maybe Jean. Let's call her Jean. Goes to visit Jean. She's a she's immediately like, nah, you didn't have any 
no, you didn't have any mad shit happening to you when you were a kid. And then she goes, what about the name Gabriel? And yeah, that's what, what you say. Oh. And she goes, actually, I won't. Somewhere a sound designer with that keyboard. Is, and, uh, <laughs> and that's me well, done for the day. Yeah. Another day. Uh, another job done fine. Yeah, yeah another day. One, one, yeah, that's it. We've, we've used quite a lot of this limited horror budget on Gabriel. So I can only afford one note for this bit. Don't you worry. Don't worry, James. I got that note, James. James, you want that note or the pixies? (laughs) Note or pixies? Yeah, we'll go with the pixies this time. Sure. Yeah. So um... (laughs) what I love is that she can't explain. So I I tell you what, um, rather than explain Gabriel to you with my words, so happens that I've got a VCR set up in the house as we speak. It's all wired in perfectly. And I've got a video of um, some of the times he came up on. This is, pro- this is proof positive that there's no point filming the events of your children because you will never watch them back. So you, they've only watched this one back now that she's come investigating a murder. They haven't been reminiscing over Gabriel all this other time. Yeah. So in the video, she's like, she's young and she's talked to an imaginary friend called Gabriel. She has a little toy telephone and she's like, hello, Gabriel. Hello, who's this? Uh, but it all seems like kind of fake. Um, and then I yeah. think she remembers the point where Gabriel was telling her to do dark things and yeah. was telling her to cut the cake. And then it was actually a vision and she was about to cut um, her mum's her- her unborn sister out of her yeah. mother's stomach. Yeah, because the yeah. mom's pregnant. And we have a couple of, for some reason, they put this video as a compilation because there's one bit where she's first pregnant and she's on the phone. She's on like a Sesame Street phone going, no, Gabriel, no, piss off. No, put Grover back on. He's a <laughs> lot more positive than you. Yeah, and he's, um, yeah. And, and then it's the dad video. What are you talking to? <sighs> I told you, Gabriel. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we have this bit where he goes, "Oh, what have you you've ruined your mom's cake?" And then he's trying. He obviously he doesn't like the fact that she's going to have a baby, um, the mom. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good way for them to look at the, I guess, to do the exposition in a more in a more interesting way than they're just telling them. So yeah. Fine. Um. So they get like a hidden therapist involved. Yeah, yeah as we point. as as we know from as we know from life force, being you know hypnosis questions are just basically having your eyes closed, where someone asks you questions vaguely in a wispy voice, and then you can yeah. give vague descriptions back. Oh, is yeah. this where is is that where we see the bit with the cake? Is does she remember that one? Because obviously they weren't they weren't camcordering that that precious family moment. Yeah, so I think obviously the camcorded moment is the is the birthday party and other bits, but then other memories come out during this session with the hypnotherapist where she recalls, she's basically trying, she's like, I can't remember anything from before I was eight, but in this she does remember. Um, and she remembers that her birth name is Emily May. Um, and that she was in this, do we see that she was in this sort of psychiatric unit place? That's to come. I think because we, while this is happening with, with these guys and we've done a bit of, We've done this hypnotherapy and so on. And then, you know, she's having nightmares about about that. Um, the detective then gets another clue, just like drop in his lap, like someone else shows him a picture and says, oh, 
here's the third person that worked here in this picture and he, he's he's on his own when he sees this picture and goes oh fuck's sake this third doctor I better get to his house and he runs over there but um, he arrives we don't even see this murder it happens off screen right yeah he's all just beating up and bloody in the in the bath um, <clears throat> why, why, why was Madison not forced to watch that one no, oh, she was. She's there at the side of the bathroom, and she and then she's still there when the detective turns That's up. That's right. Yeah. And I she's like, that, yeah. "Bloody hell, mate! He's, uh, there's a Gabriel still here. We can't yeah. hear her because she's in um, the." Ghost this is kind of the point where I I kind of twigged onto what was going on. Yeah, I was like, oh, I first I was like, oh, okay. First it was like, right, Gabriel's a drop dead Fred, but then I was like, oh, actually, I know. <laughs> so this is yeah, one on. of the longest, most overblown chase sequences maybe since um seven do you remember the chase sequence in seven yeah, which just goes yeah. on and on and on you're like they've ran through the whole city at this point um so it goes from like street level down into the underground uh seattle area um then there's sort of like a fight a misty scene. basement where he a fights misty him. basement yeah where he fights him and at this point i was like right something's not right because it looks like he's running backwards yeah yeah I think everyone kind of twigged on that something was a bit odd. And even at this point, I think I was still like, may, still maybe deformed in some way or something. Yeah. I don't think I'd fully engaged with exactly what the crux of the matter was. Yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, when you're making this kind of mystery, I can only imagine that it's so difficult to know if how much information you're giving uh, away is, is the correct amount to keep the mystery going or or how you don't give it away too easy, you don't make it too difficult for people to figure out. Uh, mm. But I, I think that that aspect of the film is actually really well done. Like mm. keeping people not quite sure what's going on until really quite far into the movie is, is quite it's quite good. If mm. if that mystery wasn't there, it would have been a much much more boring movie. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, I said, right. if it was strictly supernatural, I think I would have been very disappointed. I mean, I wasn't anticipating any sort of twist i was anticipating you know answers but i wasn't anticipating a twist but um yeah so after so does this chase sequence happen when does when does the person fall through the ceiling that's coming right that's coming up right now so gabriel fights with the detective he's escaped um then i I think maybe we're slightly out of order i wasn't taking notes in cinema but like watching like I think maybe then we have the hypnosis afterwards because that's in her house. That's right. So they have the hypnosis in her house and she remembers about the time that Gabriel almost got her to chop her mom's tongue when she was having a baby. She said, oh, we'll give we'll give you a, your mom a nice surprise. And then it was like, Gabriel, this is in no way a nice surprise, idiot. Yeah. Um, and then and I think also- that's when they that's when they realised that, oh, that's, he didn't want her to have the baby because then she wouldn't she wouldn't need him around anymore. And meanwhile, we go back to see the lady who was captured in the, you know, in the, the underground Seattle, made a note here saying, woman who is clearly the real mom escapes. Um, but no sooner as she escapes, she just falls through the ceiling. She falls through the ceiling directly into the middle of the hypnotherapy. It was not the hypnotherapy. I think it's kind of like over the hypnotherapy session. Isn't yeah, the it? hypnotherapy. Yeah. They're, just, they're just having a bit yeah. of a post-hypnotherapy debrief because we know from life or sometimes you're a bit tired after some hypnotherapy. So you have Very to have sleepy, a little bit yeah. of a, you have to sit down. Um, 
but then it's literally the biggest surprise ever when this woman just falls through the ceiling like yeah. game I mean, over I, yeah I, through the I, I did i did not see that coming for a second no i didn't no and all of the killer's things are there though like the the um the sword thing she's using um the the coat the gloves so the clues are all there and at this point uh detective not sure the other one uh was like almost convinced that it was her anyway well, so. yeah she, she was kind of thinking it was her for right and now she's like that's it we've got her um, yeah. so yeah uh so she so they basically reveal so this even at this stage in terms of the film you're supposed to believe that Gabriel's just been living in the attic of her house. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. we find out this because they go, he starts in the, their interrogator and then who should ring? But Gabriel. Yeah. Perfect um, alibi. The perfect yeah, and they, alibi. Yeah. And they put him on speaker. Uh, Gabriel, you're on speaker to the detectives. And he goes, oh, yeah. Silly <laughs> bitch. Didn't know I was in her, didn't, didn't know I was in her house. Is that all right? You're not Freddy Krueger. Be... You know, what's your, what's your language, Gabriel? And he's like, yeah, what do you want to do then? And then what is his actual guy? Oh, he says he wants his stuff back. That's yeah. what he wants. He's like, I want, Give me back my face. Yeah. Yeah, he wants his he wants his jacket. He wants his stabby medical, um, you know, he's, he's grown fond of it in the day or so he's had it. I mean, it is yeah. a great looking weapon, isn't it? It's quite an iconic looking weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he wants it. So, I had, had a quick Google. Yeah, it's called like the Catechus or something. It's uh, Hermes, who um, was like the god of like traveling fast and also healing or something like. That. Like he had, he had that used to carry that around for some reason. Not entirely sure what what it did, but it's quite cool to use that as a weapon of of hurting people. Mm. I wonder where they got that idea from. Um, yeah. I guess it's like maybe just you, you normally associate that with healing. Um, yeah. It's like a cancerous sort of thing. Well, this is why you've. This is why only trained medical professionals should have them. Gabriel, he's not qualified. To, that's why he's hurting people with it. Yeah, he's, he's no good. Not, he's definitely not qualified. Um, um, meanwhile, the sister is. She goes to look for some, some lovely clues, and she goes to uh, the creepy house on Haunted Hill Asylum, which has not been parks, redeveloped into literally. Ru- she parks on the edge of the cliff. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 that's dangerous. Yeah, we'd not be doing that. Also, I don't, I don't believe that anyone would be going into that hospital. Like it's no. pitch black. It's like there's literally wheelchairs everywhere. Well, it's, not, no one... the thing is, it's not particularly locked. No one has turned that into high end like sea view apartments in the twenty odd years it's been closed. Yeah, thirty odd years at this. I point. just I mean, I don't believe in ghosts. I would be convinced there were ghosts in there, like walking yeah. through. It's, it was so spooky. So and this, she, goes, this... she has to go to the basement as well. So she goes we to the basement. We went to an abandoned hospital once. It was, uh, it was lots of fun. It was a place in Tamworth. It had closed down. And there was one security guard in there, but he couldn't catch us. And they were, my friends were like climbing up the elevator. Probably incredibly dangerous. We were a public safety video waiting to happen. They're climbing up the lift shafts in there. And there was a time where we had a lightsaber fight with some old fluorescent tubes. Um, they weren't on, but they didn't have to explode. Um, yeah, um, but there were no Gabriels in there, so it was all right. But sorry, Ben, I interrupted you with this wild um, sidetrack. I mean, all I was going to say is that she finds some video, finds the files in in the basement, which are basically used to just wrap up the 
fill in the blanks of this story up to this point um strictly strictly for that reason um yes yeah, you're right ben she finds those videotapes and goes oh if only i knew someone who had a vcr set up right hang on a minute hang on a minute <laughs> back to her mum's house and we get to see that gabriel was um an absorbed twin the hospital administrators are described as and i quote lying cock knockers um <laughs> And um, this is where we learn oh, yeah. that um, that um, Gabriel is just a wee little skeleton boy that was attached to her back. So Gabriel is like a parasitic teratoma, like a super, super extreme version of a teratoma, not anything like a teratoma in real life, which is just like a tumor made up of hair, muscle, teeth or bone or like all of that stuff. Um, the fact that he's almost like, a, well, he is a living version of that on her back, like a conjoined twin, but on her back and sharing the same brain as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with and, the common, common ability of being able to broadcast his thoughts. Yeah. And it's not notable. Superpowers. It's kind of super strength as well. Yeah. Super agility, yeah. if you're going to use that. It's almost a, like, power. yeah, it's almost like when when gabriel takes over and controls emily's body just uses emily's body in a different way emily aka madison in a different way sort of like un unlocking the potential of her body essentially yeah. which you know we've seen in various yeah yeah he's using his his brain powers to do that and this is what we learn at the end of the medical video that because they've had a bloody a bloody they've had it up to here i'm pointing to like you know just above my eyes with the uh, with with Gabriel, they decide to cut the cancer out, but then they realise that they can't do it without killing Madison completely. Shove the face, shove the face yeah. into the skull. So they cut most of him off. There. Yeah, they cut most of him off, and then just shove the rest of him into her skull. And then again, this doesn't quite work because he it says that he was awoken by. That bad old boyfriend, Derek, smashing a head into the wall, that woke him up, right? But he'd also been growing stronger and more powerful by absorbing her babies. So that's why she had loads of miscarriages. So he was obviously already up to something before that. He was powering up, basically, the way you talk about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Spending yeah. ages powering up. That's what he's been doing. He he's was inside up. her body all that time. <laughs> can, you, going, can, you hear, can you hear something? <laughs> <laughs> so i guess he's been powering up but it was the act of the of get her getting her head kicked in that allowed him to come out of the skull finally he was like yeah. oh, I'm, I'm really powerful but i can't get out of this bloody skull i'm finally out yeah <laughs> and um we revealed this um the so the sister phones and tells the detective this but for some reason some clerical error they've just thrown they've thrown this suspect in a murder into like the drunk tank yeah, with like, like, with, like with, with, them, stere yeah. with stereotypical just rough women from wow. different spaces in different eras of history because there's like, yeah. a, <laughs> there's, like a, there's like disco, a 70s disco uh, lady yeah and then there's like a then there's like honey boo boo's mom is in angry there. school teacher yeah there's yeah, it's like uh, if this was like an all-women Tekken, 
Like these yeah. would be the characters you could select. <laughs> one's got one's got a jaguar head. One's got a leopard head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll butchers in there. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's this big mix, and then basically she's made a mistake. She has been accused of murder, but for some reason she becomes the most like middle class white woman in the world when she's put in there. It's like, oh, excuse me, there's been a terrible mistake. It looks it's like she's mistake. been. So everyone uh, takes an immediate dislike to her, and obviously they start. You know, bullying her essentially. Yeah. Alongside this reveal, you could just say, you could just say at this point, like, you're not a, you, at no point in this movie have you been portrayed as a stupid character. So you would just say, like, if they'd come up and say, "Oh, what's up with you, sweetheart?" Like, said, "No, actually, I've been arrested for loads of really violent murders." <laughs> so back the fuck off. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna Gabriel you. Um, I'm gonna Gabriel. So now things are starting to make sense. We're kind of working out what's happened, but at the same moment that the audience is kind of understanding, we're given a visual cue to really hammer it home. Um, and it goes, I don't know. What does it go? What can we say? It reminds it goes, me of like oh, Terminator gosh. or something. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> this is the turning point of the film. Upgrade. Guys, if everyone hasn't asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, she, she's getting beaten up by these guys, and then she starts thrashing around. Um, the lady for those on video who's in the, my background here, they go, oh, bitch is having a seizure. And then she, then a, the back of her head opens up. Gabriel pops out. He flips the hair around the other way. Um, and her face becomes like a sort of mask on the back of his head now. Yeah. And then uses backwards boy fighting powers to annihilate this. But this he does like, he twists, he twists her limbs in a way where like he's now in control of them and he does sort yeah. of bend them in a weird sort of way. And yeah, it's I like some how crazy... he pulls his face out. Like he, he, he kind of separates the skull a bit to allow his face yeah. to poke, poke out a bit. It's a bit more, it's a bit more like wiggle room. Can't be so a way he, to live. Can't be a good way to live. Here's Johnny's way out of there. Now he's like, oh. I mean, he's, he's like, like uh, uh, kung fu master, like drunk, <laughs> drunken master. It's insane how good he is at fighting. Yeah, and literally, like he's like he's agile, strong, and he's literally snapping necks and heads. He kills every woman in this. He does thing. the whole, you know, punch through a person's stomach move. That's always yeah, quite effective. He, does, in a he fight. punches through, and his arm is out the other side. Yeah. I mean, the I bicep. Mean, how does that even work? The biceps are on the other side. I don't know how you get. Well, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't have to make sense at this. How's point? he got so good at fighting? He's been training. He's been taking. He's been in taking his mind. control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he's taking control of her body, and he's gonna got a gym membership, and he's walked in, and he's like, oh fuck. Yeah, maybe that's what he's been doing. Like, because as we established, that he can send her to the to the quiet place or the faraway zone, or whatever else, and take over a body. Maybe he's been watching all that UFC that the that the boyfriend used to have on telly. Well, it's just been on YouTube. He can get into the computers, can't he? Yeah. He's just been downloading. <laughs> He's absorbed all the information. He's been watching yeah. the entire moveset of Tekken 3. That he's, <laughs> and he knows in the, all the characters he's seen in there. He's like, oh, I'm a king. I know how to beat you. Put an arm through him. So, I mean, it's, 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 it is mad. It turns into like a crazy sort of crazy action movie. Um, it reminds me of... Those old school action monster movies where they'd always sort of end up in the police station and annihilate everyone. Yeah, yeah. kills every policeman in Seattle because, well, mostly because the first prisoner, the first guard, 
decides to stand right against the bars while he's trying to shoot him ineffectively. Yeah, yeah. There's a fun little bit. So he goes and gets his equipment, his like knife and coat and stuff from the yeah. uh, suiting from... up scene was pretty cool. I like that. I thought the he was going to kill the stuff. CSI woman because yes. that would have resolved that. That would have made the love triangle a little bit simpler. But no, she gets she gets away. Yeah. Mm. So she starts scrapping with the detectives, Kay and the other one. And they're having yeah. a good scrap. And it looks like they're gonna they've been injured, but they're gonna get away with it. And then she like Gabriel lobs a chair in from across the <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> so lobs like, a chair at him and takes them both out. He's annihilated every other policeman in the building in all of Seattle for what we've seen. But these two can beat him because he's weak against main characters. Yeah. Because they come exactly in and like it, yeah. the site, like other these, the other policemen that are doing these things are like like the most talented yeah. sketch artists in yeah, the world. They're, they're, they're only sketch artists, unfortunately. Despite the size of some of them, they're not actual good policemen. <laughs> yeah. And then these two come in. You know, there is like um, haven't shown themselves. Like they're like, oh, you've been keeping up with your karate training. They don't mention that, otherwise they could have got away with it. But they managed to f- outfight him technically, and he starts. One of them away. gets stabbed, right? Is it Shaw that gets stabbed? No, I think. Um, uh, Moss gets like slashed across the tongue. Oh yeah, that's his, right. Um... Gets like slashed. Yeah, that's right. Kate does get stabbed a little bit later oh. on. He gets it impales him in the shoulder. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. So they're both they're both a bit injured, and then as Ben says, they just literally like it feels like the fight is ending, and they're they're sort of limping away, and he is back up. They just lobs a chair at them and takes them both out. You know when uh, Gabriel's in charge and he's got his coat on, and we yeah. just on the back of his head we just see like um, Maddie's eyes kind of closed yeah. do you think that the person is wearing a costume that's just like a little I reckon like it's a, just a little face they've got, got a blue bit, yeah. yeah it looks really good I yeah, mean it, it looks like a backwards person <laughs> yeah, at this stage it was a case of you just like watching what was happening but also trying to make sense of everything that had come before <laughs> trying to like picture what had come before and be like really did it look like that what was going on like so. you know you know as a concept I feel like some people are like, this is the most insane concept for a horror movie thing ever. But I mean, like Stephen King did this in the dark half, uh, hmm. like the exact, pretty much the exact same idea. I, I don't think it's that bonkers, is it? I mean, it's a bit, it's a little bit like Basket Case. It's also a little bit like that episode of X Files where that guy's got a little conjoined twin that like comes off and goes off and does some murder, murder <laughs> goes off and does some murders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's that bonkers, but it's, for some reason, it, it really has struck the internet as being the most insane concept for a, uh, a horror. I just feel like it's it's a bit like in a time of the elevated horror concepts, this feels a little bit old, a little bit goofier, a little bit yeah. more fun, I guess. I, d- I don't think it's even the theme that really struck me because, like, it's in the notes. I've gone through. Like, I think I said he was the conjoined twin. That I, I thought he'd been cut off when he was a separate entity. I didn't nail it exactly, but I thought he was a conjoined twin from quite early on. And it isn't. I don't think it is the the twist of it that really shook me. That it was always in the back of her head, and he's then going to take over the body as a backwards boy. It was how the pace of the movie and how everything yeah, yeah. changed once he. And I literally this room of about 30 people in that prison. And then he just it just becomes like a mad action film where they're shooting at him like it's the Matrix and he's ducking behind pillars and then just like waz in chairs and like you know 
catching people. He's not doing like his, it's like equilibrium. Yeah. The way he's like going through and just annihilating like wave after wave of people. Um, Yeah, it's just the way the pacing works. And then that scene is over and we're running to like, this is like the last five minutes now. We're running to this finale um, where we go to the house. The sister is the first one uh, to get there. And she's like, oh, um, there is like some poor schmoes outside the the real mother's um, uh, hospital bed. She's not dead. She's just poorly from falling through the ceiling. Um, and he gets to say, oh, I've got to, I've got to get in there. And he goes, oh, well, I may be three days from retirement, but I'm not going to let you in. Oh, bit of chest pain. And of course, he's got a pacemaker that Gabriel oh, explodes. Yeah. There we go. Classic. Um, Gabriel exposed. Did he come on the speakers at the hospital at this point? I actually think he might just be talking. Um, I, I wasn't sure about this because I'm sure he, I'm, I'm more convinced that he's talking through the speakers. But I, I, I thought I saw like a little mouth moving. He's like, I really want to speak when there's no speakers around. I, to I mean, he's very silence. He's very lucky for a film that is set in the modern day. You know, we're assuming it's like today, 2021. He's very lucky with the volume of people that have still got digital radios in their house. <laughs> yeah. For him to tune into. He, he um he lobs the gurney onto the sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think he's about to get her. Uh, yeah. This is an annoying sort of plot point. It's a bit, it's a bit easy where yeah, I, I think he's suddenly this. strong yeah. enough mentally to, to stop him. Well, he gets slightly weakened because the mom is in there and she goes, oh, I shouldn't have really given you up, really, should I? Souls, I do love you, though. So he's hard. like, oh, oh no, I'm weakened. You, you little weirdo. Yeah, I'm weakened <laughs> by mother's love. And then you're right, like, um, the Maddie kind of um, confronts him in the mind palace and, like, yeah. says... Um, I think it's the new. It's she when she understands that he was feeding off the fetuses that were caused the miscarriages. She gets angry enough at that because she, she powers mentions, up. She mentions earlier that she wanted <laughs> she wanted a connection with someone who was blood, um. So she really wanted to have a child, which was why I guess she stayed in that abusive relationship for as long as she did. Um. But yeah, because of that, causes anger. She powers up, manages to control, um, Gabriel, and much in the way that he had been sort of locking her in the mind palace she manages to lock him in the mind palace. And there's a bit of a fake out here where we see him kill the mum and then him... He kills them all, doesn't he? He wins. He kills them all. And then he goes, ha, that didn't really happen. I'm just yeah. showing you that now you go in my mind palace. He goes, oh, no, not the mind palace. Bit of a um, naff fake out. I wasn't particularly yeah. sold on that. She's become but... she's become powerful now. And then it's like Batman Arkham Knight where he's put him in a mind prison. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll get out someday. And he's like, ha... I'm sure you will, but when you do, I'll be ready. But and when you we do, have him, malignant. Yeah. We do when Malignant Two comes out. All right, so just we'll see how it does. But I'll, the be, box office. Yeah. I'll be ready for Malignant Two. But also now you just know that you would say, "Run like if I ever go a bit funny, um, I'm ever holding the back of my head. Just tell me about, remind me about the time we ate all my kids, and I'll yeah. make sure he goes in the mind prison again." And we literally get a visual of him being put in. Your classic yeah, jail with bars, and he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the mind prison. And then um... she's then strong enough to lift the gurney off of the sister. She's got superpowers yeah. now. Um, and then it's like, it ends with a peculiar bit of dialogue. It's something along the lines of, I always want, she talks to his sister, 
I always wanted to be related to someone by blood, but then I realized all these years I've had you. We're not related by blood, but I think that's okay. What was I, what was I talking about again? <laughs> anyway, like yeah. it's really convoluted and like just goes like, over oh, and over. Itself. I've been through a lot. All right. I mean, that was a shit final line, <laughs> but I've been through a lot. Please forgive me. And then it all my like, small buzzes, and it's like, oh, maybe Gabriel's still about with his <laughs> with his unexplained electrical powers. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's malignant. That is malignant. There we and go. And then I think we get another instance of um, the pixies playing at the end, like dubstep pixies. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, this film may as well have been called Orange with how hard it was to make a name game for it. Oh, I've got a couple for you, Luke. <laughs> if you run short, I've come up with three, but you might have I mean, them, so I'm not sure how many we're going to have. I mean, I've had to stretch what you could call the English language a little bit. <laughs> what? That's not like you. You never, you never, ever do that in this game, all right, ever. If you think I've done it before. Oh, wait, can we just, can we just have you a look at your You ain't seen back- nothing yet. Can we just have a look at your background? <laughs> oh, yeah, we had to save this for spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so, Gabriel. But, if you listen on on audio, it's basically Luke's version of what he would look like if he had a Gabriel, which is which is pretty scary to be fair. I think you can make out a face in the folds of the back of your head there. The evil soon uh. on the back of the head there. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one, um, Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of people giving birth, and her t- torment worsens as she discovers that she's in fact uh, she's with child. Also, she's from Texas. Ma, um, ma pregnant. Ma pregnant. I'm pregnant. pregnant. Malignant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Oh my! <laughs> from Glasgow. <laughs> I'm pregnant. What on earth? <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant, fool. Oh my god. Good accent. That, that is. That is. I mean, definitely. Uh, You've definitely, you've definitely um, taken some liberties before. That's the but first that. one. That's the okay. first one. Number two. Um, <laughs> Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of pigs and her torment worsens as she discovers that one of these pigs has an auntie. My pig aunt. <laughs> my pig aunt. <laughs> what the fuck? Is it my... Uh, what? What, what are we going my, for? My pig my... aunt. Close, a pig and aunt, a pig and aunt, a pig and aunt, <laughs> a pig, and aunt. Wow, wow. Next one's a bit easier, a bit more normal, a bit more real. Nah, <laughs> nah, not interested. Par- <laughs> Madison's paralyzed by shocking visions of lots of tools and apparatus designed to fulfill certain requirements. So, like tools and stuff that you have to. Fulfill certain tasks. Tools um, could be um, screw screwdriver, or you know, or it could be um, <laughs> PPE. My my tool belt. I mean, you have to. I mean, it doesn't really rhyme with my, my equipment. <laughs> equipment. Equipment. If you say if you say it correctly. Equipment. 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 Yeah. Equipment. Uh, Okay, next one. Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of a UPS parcel that hasn't been delivered. A UPS parcel 
that hasn't been hasn't delivered. Been delivered. Um, hasn't been delivered. She shipped it, and it has. She shipped the package, but it hasn't been delivered. My, is it my? No. Uh, <laughs> shipped it, but not delivered. Something not. M- m- well, I did. You know, it doesn't matter. It could be delivered. Don't don't worry about that aspect of it. It could just, be delivered. It's just something. It's a it's a oh shipment. Yeah, the shipment. The shipment. I put the shipment. The shipment. Why is everyone talking like this in this name game? Why is everybody like a little bit of a slack old redneck? Because oh, it's the it's that little sound. I can't believe it. You haven't hit any of the words I had yet. I might have a couple okay. for you. I'm not even too sure I've hit words. This is insane. Uh, Next one is Madison is paralyzed by realizing that the great psychoanalyst signs it. Madison is paralyzed when she realizes that this great psychoanalyst signs his letters this way. Big famous psychoanalyst. And he oh, signs his letters name? this way. Um, Sigmund. Sigmund um, Freud. Uh, Miss. I keep just thinking, my something. Yeah. He signs my his sig- letters. He's like, well, his books my... could be anything. Sig. Written. Sigmund's signature. <laughs> it's written by. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think my brain's ceased to work. Yeah, he gave us taking over. Um, by Sigmund. By, by Sigmund. See, oh, it's too easy. Like I said last week, thinking too much. You threw me off with the first few. <laughs> so we had I'm pregnant, a pigment, equipment, the shipment by Sigmund. Um, I mean, I thought it was difficult with this. So, with... Somehow, Luke, you didn't hit any of them. Do, would you like to play if I, if I throw you a couple that I have? I, we'll I, mean, give, I mean, we'll give Ben a moment to f- come up. First of all, I must applaud that because it started off as being absolutely nuts, but I think, you know. I think they were good. They were good. good. All right, I've got a couple for you, Luke, if you're ready. And then Ben can see if he can come up with anything off the cuff. Ready. So a woman called Madison is um, is is traumatized when um, she keeps just she's um, she's there. She has an imaginary friend, um, but um, this imaginary <laughs> friend is an Egyptian god. <laughs> Um, but he's imaginary, he's not real. Well, like figment, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, so what? what is the figment? Egy- Egyptian figment? Which? Egypt- throw, throw out all the Egyptian gods you know. Ra figment. <laughs> Ra figment, correct. <laughs> Ra, um, figment. My next one. Um, Madison is, <laughs> is terrorised by um, a, a, a cancerous baby growth that uh, was once attached to her head except its powers instead of controlling electricity is that it can change the color of Ford hatchbacks. Car pigment. Car pigment, correct. <laughs> oh, wow. That, um, I think what, I was going to use How did your brain one. process that so quickly? Car pigment. Are you a um, Gabriel? <laughs> and the last one I have is that a um, completely unconnected from anyone called Madison Um a man in Kentucky shouts in pain um, when he has a muscular problem while running when something snaps in his leg. Uh, 
So something fractures, something breaks. It's a muscular problem, not a, uh, not oh, a bone. Sorry. The bone's actually fine. Oh, um, my... It's obviously like, ma. Yeah, ma. <laughs> yeah. Ma. Lig- ligaments. Yeah, ma ligaments. Correct. Ma ligaments. ligaments. <laughs> that's good. That's on yeah, the spot. I got there. I got there. I got yeah. there. Oh, but that's that was all I had. I my ligaments. to five if you paid me. I mean, I've definitely not got any, I'm afraid, guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been sure there are loads more, Ben. Come on. I mean, I don't know if I can just, the, the, the sheer level. Of you know, I just can't. I can't even. I can't even put a sentence together, let alone let alone think of another one. Madness, but so good madness. Rate, rate the film. Almost like this film. That name game was just as chaotic as this film. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I uh, um, have no idea. I think <laughs> my rating uh, is pretty much dependent on. If James Wan is, was self-aware with some of the choices or not, and I don't think he was, so I, never gonna know, never gonna know. But maybe that makes it even better. Like this is strange guy making a strange film and not realizing how strange it was. I, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I mean, so some people are saying, um, oh, they love it because it's got the um, uh, the Giallo influences. Which I think just means it's got some lighting and, and a killer with some black gloves on. It's got some lighting. Um, I don't know. Andy, you go first. What are you going to go for? Oh, man. Now I'm on the spot. Um, right. I see what you're saying, Luke. Like, I think if he did this on purpose, then it's, fi- then it's fine. And I do kind of want to see it again. I'm not sure I'd watch the whole film again. I'd just watch that scene again yeah but i am thinking of the overall experience watching it i did think that several parts of it were of lower quality than i would expect from this director and the team behind him and until that bit the ending the ending managed to land it a little bit certainly from a visual and an action point of view but you've not been doing any good tricks while you're in the air before you land, before you stuck the landing like it's been Flying through the air, keep flipping as all the bird, yeah. Until you until you landed. So I will boost it for the ending, but I'm gonna spit out a C. I think just a flat yeah. one, and it's because of that ending that it comes up from being towards more of a negative mark. I think. Yeah, I, I can't thinking, say fairer than that. I was thinking about it. Like, if a guy walks into a party and he's wearing like a ridiculous hat, and everyone's like, "God, what is he?" Why would you wear that hat? And he goes, "No, I'm, I'm wearing it ironically. Like it changes the. It's like, oh, oh, I get it. It's just a stupid hat anyway. Like it changes the the your, the relationship to the thing. So I do wonder, like, if if James. I mean, it, through the interviews I've, I've read to try and gauge how he feels about it, I don't think he's any of the wiser that some of this dialogue is awful. That like some of the the stings and like, the fake jump scares and stuff are awful like absolutely like, dreadful. <laughs> really bad like to the point like i was i was 40 minutes in i was like this is one of the worst movies i've seen in a yeah. long time but then i had a load of fun and i would like to i would like to invite uh cat or other people to watch it as well because i think for the twist and the shocking nature of the killer stuff that is quite fun it's really fun actually so i'm between 
a D minus and and probably uh, a C. Like I'm between the two, like so, fluctuating, not like in um, in the middle. I'm fluctuating. Constantly. C minus if C minus if he meant it. D like, sorry, C if he meant it. D minus if he didn't. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'll go with C minus. I'll, I'll try and average it out. C minus. Um, I'd be, so, I'd be I don't know. I'd be so interested to hear more of James one talking about it. Oh, maybe I've been too generous now. Like, <sighs> well. If you're gonna, did you just go for a straight C? I went straight C. Luke's gone C minus. Okay, I might get. Do you know, I might go for a C plus. Uh, so maybe even more than you, just because I know I said it redeemed itself with that. This may be one where if I watch it again, I might not be as fond of it. I think because I was struggling throughout, and it that was such a welcome shock the way it went. And how I felt afterwards, like I wanted to talk to people about it. Mm. I wanted to know people's reactions. I wanted to read people talking about it. Even though the whole length of the film, the whole duration of the film wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. I just felt like that, the way that that, that, fin- that finale made me feel and the way it stuck with me after that and it made me see it in a completely different light than what I, you know, what, I don't know, 80 minutes of it I wasn't particularly into the last 20 minutes to 30 minutes i was into um i appreciate yeah. that because it's a kind of cinematic experience i can't remember the last time i had a cinematic experience like that with like a horror movie i guess a horror yeah, the... movie of of this of this sort of genre i guess which was like well, it was kind of like a supernatural thriller um ghost story haunted house type thing the fact that it turned out not to be that at all i think was quite and it, as I said, but by the time it finished, it reminded me of like things like the X Files. So, I think for that, yeah, what were you going to yeah. say, Luke? Sorry? I was just going to say, I, I don't think you kind of mentioned the design and the look of Gabriel is kind of fantastic. Like, I don't think I'll forget that anytime soon. You know, when he's fully revealed in his backwards form and his yeah. face is poking out, that's that's a great, great little horror moment that I. Will we have Gabriel's this Halloween? I hope, I hope <laughs> so. people walking backwards with like a little a little face on the, well your own face because you're gonna have to walk you can't snap your own joints so well some people might go above and beyond um but yeah it is it's, it's very very bizarre and you know i love it when films literally make you go what the hell is happening yeah um no matter how terrible they turn out to be so i think for that i'd like to give it a bit of kudos and probably go for a C plus just because it was unexpected. And James Wan movies, Kundra movies, I quite like. But anything else like Insidious and that, I'm a bit like, oh, it's the same old, same old crap. And the well, sorry, not crap, but you know, it's the same, it's the same old sort of thing. And the fact that we're seeing another one of these, oh, another potential franchise from James Wan with the same sort of thing. The fact that it just completely averted that, I'm grateful for. Yeah. So there you go. I think that's a fair. I think between us, that's a fair, <laughs> a fair shake. Fair analysis. I, I just feel like I love it when people swing for the fences, but at the same time, the bad things—it didn't need to be as bad as that. Like, no. it felt kind of sloppy. Yeah, it? there was nothing. I don't think the things that I didn't enjoy about it—it it was nothing about what you spent money on or what the you know the effects were like. Like. I think that's part of the frustrating bit, but certainly the early part of the movie is that the things that I didn't enjoy were things you could just do with 
looking at the writing a little bit more and just the way that the dialogue was delivered or mm. you know with the thing like the you know maybe they've come up with some kind of psychic link I know that like hanging a lantern on it doesn't make it like a doesn't make it not bad that they're like oh I know that's a crazy thing to say but like if you could have just found a way to like introduce that a little bit more organically or just change the way the cops were doing the banter and I, I don't know yeah, like just yeah. little tonal things like that would have made it go one way or the other I think yeah. one way of describing it is that it's a very very stupid film <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but it's enjoyable it's yeah. stupid but it's enjoyable like I came out of it like not exhilarated but you know I came out of it being like whoa that was <laughs> you came yeah, out of it backwards was... you put, you've turned <laughs> your camera <laughs> <laughs> stormed out yeah. went to Gurney and then went home when the film was done and everyone in the cinema kind of looked up and there's a moment where we all kind of looked at each other like what have we experienced <laughs> together but like coming out of this compared to how me and my friends felt coming out of Candyman we were like energized like what was that <laughs> it's insane <laughs> like we were excited like because it was just it was just mental what and there's so much to talk about and sort of digested it uh, but yeah, that was an um, interesting one. That was malignant. And what's next week? I don't know. Uh, Rocky Horror? Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. So uh, first first musical. First yeah. horror musical that we've ever done. And I've never seen it. So first time I've for me. I've never seen it. Oh, have, you know, have you not either, Luke? Yeah, sorry. I've only seen it once a long, long time ago. I've listened to the soundtrack a lot, I think. Yeah. Karen has suggested that we should dress up for it, but you know. Not sure I've got the right shades <laughs> for, the, for the episode. I mean, what will literally be happening is that if we dress up, Luke will just be in his garage <laughs> dressed up like that. And, and I think, Luke, you have to leave the garage to get to the house, right? Yeah. yeah there yeah. will be a moment when he emerges from his garage and there's a street Tim party Curry. happening. Or something. <laughs> there's a street party happening. And uh, yeah. But oh, you know. Oh. We'll go, we'll go into it. If we don't dress up for the episode, I will dig out the pictures for when we did oh, do it yeah. when we went to see like, it on I stage. Like, I would like to see that, yeah. We saw it in we saw it in Birmingham. We went to, into town afterwards and a guy came up to me and said, oh, you know, fair play to, for dressing up like that, mate. You've got some real balls. And yeah, you can pretty much see them in this uh, in this get-up, mate. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's a fun... It's a fun movie. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting week next week. Looking forward to it. Nice one. Cool. All right, guys. Oh, oh wait to the end of it. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. listening. Um, I'm bamboozled. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. We'll find the film. Thanks um, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Uh, thanks to Kovac Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave a rating or review in iTunes and we will read it out on the show. Or you can go to Facebook uh, and search for Horror Hangout Board of Advisors to join the Facebook group. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, for being right horror dudes. Thanks, dudes. Thank you very much, Luke. Bye for now, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.